and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday the 30th of October 2011. I'm your host Ed Train, joining me again, Robert Kemp. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, again. Got back to the classic. Failed in the uh, thinking of things. Ingenious new thing. I was still sort of shocked by gnomes inhaling. <laughs> and uh, Zachary Burgess. Woo. <laughs> woo, woo. That was a very precise, like very rounded O on the end of that. Oh, I, I suppose I suppose this should be the Halloween special as well. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Woo. yes. <laughs> I, man, we I can't. We actually did that before, didn't we? Last time it was a Halloween. We actually did a Halloween thing did on we? Halloween. Yeah. yeah, we did it on the on the thirty first of October. And also, I guess this time, and that was the one that was met with problems because the power cuts that happened while you were recording. Halloween power cuts. That's brilliant. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Of course, that was my yeah yeah. It was my dad like literally through? No, no. It was a chainsaw. He chainsawed through a power power <laughs> cable. Yeah. Yeah, and I suppose in, in exactly the same way as we did last time, it was how we, we could theoretically talk about the TF2 Halloween update again, except none of us have been playing that, so I guess we can't. Also, Halloween <laughs> stuff, I was wondering if... Uh, I think you should try this infamous thing. Have you seen this? Mm, infamous Infamous thing. 2 the, the Festival, the of, Festival Blood. of Blood. It's like standalone, so you could just get it. Oh, is it? I didn't realise it was yeah, standalone. Yeah, totally it standalone. Like... It looks pretty cool, I think. I saw on Steam that there was the, like here's our Halloween sale with some, you know buy Halloween shit cheap like plots vs zombies or whatever. Or and you can get you can get the uh, last year's the costume quest for like yeah, quite cheap. That might on be PC. That'd be quite cool to play. But like, it's like also on that list is apparently <laughs> DLC back for Railworks trains vs zombies, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which sounds like the best thing ever. <laughs> That'd be me in a zombie apocalypse. Train versus zombies. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> zombies on a train. <laughs> so how does it work? Are they just random trains, uh, zombies on the track and you just splat them and you're <laughs> so, not no, I, I, operations? I, I'm not sure it is actually going to involve running anything over. I think it's just like you have to take the survivors to a location at a specific time. Because of this is a train simulator we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Presumably whilst adhering to the rules of the rail. Yeah. Or maybe not. Maybe, or, they, or maybe, maybe, maybe this one go crazy. Maybe, maybe Coltrane's cameoing. He's at like, home on the rails. I'm going to save these motherfucking survivors. <laughs> be the best add-on to Railworks. The Coltrane pack. <laughs> <The Coltrane laughs> anything that isn't normally in Railworks would be a good addition to Railworks. <laughs> they, could get, they could add the train from the end of uh, Gears 1, the one with General Rahm on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Just, just have the, add scenarios where the bridge is out. <laughs> that work. In fact, just generally gaming trains. They could put the number nine from uh, Grim Fandango. Number nine. What? what did, number nine. The double N. <laughs> Quick names. Gaming number trains. Nine. Think more gaming trains. There's one at the start of Final Fantasy VII. There's one at the, well, the start of Half Life Two, but it's a very generic train. There's one, That's there, true. There's one in FF8, and there's <laughs> well, there's always, there's quite a few FF8s yeah. that have trains in. I guess. Yeah, the trains are quite important in, to the FF series. There's the one really from. Zelda Spirit Track. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's going to be a more, more important to the game train. Yeah. Final Fantasy Thirteen starts with a scene on a train. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Red Dead starts with a scene on a train. Yep. Final Fantasy Thirteen starts with a scene on a train, and a totally out of the blue just guy just starts talking. <laughs> that was a yeah. classic. So, You're going to do it. <laughs> But so you're technically on a train at the start of Battlefield 3. Yeah, but these aren't iconic gaming trains. No, they're not. They're just they're, generic they're, they're trains. Just trains. That's the problem. Most <laughs> yeah. trains and games are just trains. No, but there are some proper ones like the number nine that are iconic in, a, in their own way. Number like, nine. That's quite important to the plot, that, that particular train, mm. isn't it? For example. I can't anyway. think of any more. 
Anyway, should we do the news? Choo-choo. Is there any? News. Grand Theft Auto 5. That's not news. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> not to us, it is. That's like, that's like totally unsurprising. Yeah, but it's, there could be a trainer on Wednesday. Freaking woo. Yeah. Can I carried on with their sort of like, um, uh, recent experiments into the worlds of Grand Theft other things? Like Grand Theft Horse or Grand Theft Spacecraft. Well, they already did Red Dead and L.A. Noir in between. Oh, no, they didn't they technically didn't make L.A. Noir. <laughs> yeah, but still. Couldn't they do, like, Grand Theft Future or something in, like, a, um, a Fifth Element style? Yeah, like, well, that's what I'm I think that we yeah. already discussed before yeah, how incredibly difficult that would be to make, like... <coughs> I'm going to jump out of this flying car and then, like, hijack this other flying car on the way down or something. You'd have to have something. a lot of awesome base jumping mechanics. <laughs> I think... Rockstar San Diego is clearly working on that right now, while, while Rockstar North <laughs> is making so. Grand Theft Auto. Well, they've done Grand Theft Horse, where are they going to go from there? Clearly, they have to do something cool. Grand Theft Moped. Purely based on mopeds. Just, just like in Rome or something. <laughs> Grand Theft Medieval. It's all about, it's like Grand Theft Horse, but with carriages. The entire time. And, and like, posh people. You've gone the wrong direction in history, yeah? Yeah, maybe. Grand Theft Rock. Grand Theft Victorian. <laughs> would be more like Grand Theft Unicycle. <laughs> It's not a unicycle. <laughs> there should be. It's more like penny farming or something. Whatever the fuck those things are called. Yeah, penny farming's right. Fuck off ridiculous bikes. Yeah, if you go too far back, then the cities are so small, you might as well just run around the Mezzo style rather than driving a horse. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I suppose they could. They could. Victoria and London. That'd they be could, pretty cool. They could take like, the sort of 50s gangster thing of L.A. Noir, couldn't they? And actually... Make do that with Yeah, but then you've so. got things like Mafia that were already tried to do that, sort of. Yeah, and that was lame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just not Grand Theft Auto anymore at that point. But then, you know, that's okay. The Grand Theft Gangster. Yeah. But with spelled E-R, rather than Gangsta. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm worried that this new one will be. It'll be a bit too Gangsta with an A. Boat, 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 it might go a bit, but I'm, it might go back to LA and just do the whole... Uh, LA gang stuff again, which would be lame. Grand Theft Iraq. But maybe they could do it better this time. <laughs> you could ride a goat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just me? Right, okay. <laughs> ride a donkey in uh, Red Dead. Grand Theft Mysterious Fantasy Land, where you're like in ancient Japan where there's a giant enemy crab. <laughs> <laughs> and then you hit the weak points with massive damage. <laughs> Definitely. Grand Theft Genji. <laughs> No, that would be a crossover. No, it's going to be, clearly, going to be set in some American city, made up American city. But which one? What, what would they do? Just make a Final Fantasy crossover and make Grand Theft Midcar. <laughs> I don't think they have cars in that. Oh, no, wait, they have a motorbike, I guess. On Maybe that it's... stupid highway that doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> Maybe it would be like a small town thing. So it's sort of like, is it down a separate side, there would be like, like, a bit, it's sort of like a... I'm trying to think of the word, like, several small towns separate, rather than big cities and stuff, so it's well, like... that was sort of what San Andreas almost was. Right. Those cities weren't actually very big. <laughs> San Andreas did actually have towns as well. Well, yeah. Like, little towns out in the middle of nowhere. Which I think, I think cool. they're going to try the San Andreas route again. Yeah. I just hope it's not too similar. They've got it... I mean, they've never let me down before, really. Hmm. Uh, so... I mean, it's weird that they've jumped straight to five, in a way. Yeah, it is a bit weird. Because after, after they... Revisited well, I guess the others the... without really changing too much, I suppose, in Vice and San Andreas. And... I guess the DLC kind of counts for that. Like mm, the maybe. Uh, no, it was in the same set in the same city, but like mm. the Lost and Damned and uh, Gay Tony is like the equivalent of doing the sort of you know Vice 
Vice City I guess. and San Andreas. But in kind of. smaller chunks. But they're going to make a new engine, though. That's great. Well, they're going to have to, I think. <laughs> it's going to be. Ne- it's a question of whether it's a next console generation game. Not if they're announcing it now. It's not. <laughs> I wouldn't imagine. Well, no. Well, what, with, what with Xbox, perhaps like two years away, perhaps they're just getting on the bandwagon early and say, "Yeah, we're making it." Yeah, yeah I maybe. don't think. I don't think. I don't think people are announcing things time, more but... than two two years away any longer. It's oh, like you announce it and it's out in six months. <laughs> yeah, I, this won't be out until at least next holiday, or as they say, oh, yeah. sorry, Christmas. Let me say holiday. That's the dumbest term ever. Holiday <laughs> season. It's completely correct, of course. <laughs> yeah, but you festive think... season also works. Yeah, yeah, that's better. Just say winter. <laughs> then you can be like even only come out by yeah. January. Q <laughs> four. The New Year's holiday. <laughs> So the end of the year. That's yeah. obviously the end. end of year party. So yeah, that is news. Party although we don't know anything about it yet. So it's not really news. <laughs> it is news. There's been an announcement. So yes. Well, there was just a huge picture of the logo on Rockstars, which is also not really. They didn't really have to do anything for that. It's like load up the old logo, <laughs> yeah. delete the bit which says four, four. and then just type in five. <laughs> but no, this time they've got the V for the Roman numeral five, and it actually says five, just in case you're dumb. So it's 55. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the style of like a, a $5 bill or whatever, which oh, presumably right. has both, just so that idiots know that it needs five. Yeah, it doesn't say it right next to it, on a five. No, it does mean it won't be in London as well. Presumably. You, could, you could do like you could Don't follow know. Nico's story up. He goes back to Eastern Europe or something. We could have had. Like, a... <laughs> Why would he exciting. do that? I don't know. Just for the he came to America to get away from Eastern Europe. Or something. Okay, maybe you wouldn't follow know. Nico. Maybe it'd be like a prequel or something. Go to Eastern Europe. Yeah, but he was in the army. He was, he was in the war. Yeah, <laughs> I don't fucking get. <laughs> so, um... You want Nico back? <laughs> no, not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> I, was just I was just thinking of different settings. Like Grand Theft Tokyo could be entertaining. Yeah, that'd be well. You could Maybe. so many pedestrians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they couldn't do that. It's just like how new, how like all their representations in New York are never actually as crowded as they should be. Like, there's not really that many cars. <laughs> if it was actual realism, you would you actually be able to drive anywhere. Good luck, practically all the time. <laughs> there's quite a lot of cars in. If you go to like the Times Square area in in GTA Four, there's like there's it's quite busy usually. Yeah. Depends on the time of day as well, which is kind of clever. But yeah, I I agree. It's not as packed as it actually would be because then you'd never be able to drive between people. There's not enough people to start a flash dance. <laughs> what in the game? No, I guess not. No, like, that would be easy to do in a game. <laughs> yeah. it'd, just, it'd just be like a mod, and you just like push button, make everyone on the screen yeah. currently just Animation's dance animation. based. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be sweet. <laughs> yes, so that's that. Any other news? As long as I bring back the old soundtrack. <laughs> the, the, bring back the Vice City soundtrack. <laughs> that was genius. Clearly, <laughs> 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 I mean, why haven't they done that before? Because they should just have a radio station that's like, cla- like classic, classic rock, and it just plays all the old, even like from all the Grand Theft Auto One and Two, all those music files ported in as well. Yeah, they did. Kind of had they had like an eighties radio station in San Andreas so you could like go back to sort of Vice City style music it yeah. didn't have all the same did, music yeah it didn't have the right songs <laughs> yeah, yeah that cool. might not have suited because you know doesn't matter the, the Miami soundtrack well not, not Miami but you know what I mean it was kind of that sort of 
beach-style music it was perfect. Was the entire game. That's one of the best soundtracks in game history, I think. The uh, Although it's, it's a bit unfair because it's all licensed, but it just mm. in terms of soundtracking a game. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, the there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with licensed stuff if it's, if it's fitting. And there's nothing more fitting than the soundtracks for GTA. Most of the time. I didn't really like GTA 4's ones. It's okay. It wasn't quite as distinctive, was it? No. It was harder to sort of... And there wasn't really any one good station. There was just like singular songs you had to pick out. Because sometimes yeah. they just play shit for ages. Well, the Radio Broker was okay, the kind of indie one. And and the what was the uh, sort of ambient disco one? That was pretty cool. Plus I'm pretty sure you uh, spent more time on foot in GTA 4 than any previous GTA game. You think? So it's, yeah, it makes my time in a car. I don't know, but there's more stuff you end up doing outside of a car. That's true. Why so didn't you actually buy an iPod? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then, then what? What? What would you do? Then you wouldn't be able to hear. But when you were listening, you'd be able to iPod, hear the outside iPod. world. So it'd be totally bizarre. You could like just zone into your tunes and then not hear the outside world. <laughs> well, you could just simulate that by literally putting on your iPod <laughs> while you're playing the game. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Mute. <laughs> uh, um. Oh, Grandpa Future could be entertained. We shall see. We shall see. <laughs> I, I reckon it will be a new engine, otherwise it's not really exciting. Unless it's like no. set in 2055 in the near future. That's what the five's all about. <laughs> the 55? Grand Theft Auto 5000! 55? <laughs> Put it in the Warhammer 40k universe. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Any other news? Sonic Generations has come to PC. Woo! Woo! 15 quid! <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. It, it is amazing. It's, it's, like... a, it's amazing and incredibly <coughs> worrying. <laughs> well, what? yeah, because we can't work out. Well, we knew that we had concerns about the content size before that we vocalised on this very cast. <laughs> well, not this one. Not no, not this particular episode. Really, but <laughs> this this it, particular this program called program. the Salad Cast. And uh, yeah, so the price tag sounds nice. I mean, I. But at the same time, it makes us wonder, it's like, okay, why are they dropping it so much for just the PC? Well, it's I mean, they can't profit that much on the console, really. Well, they could. We don't really get the concept over here of, like, I've talked about this before, but we don't really so much get the concept of a budget release, do we, for, like, packaged games? Mm. When have they ever, I mean, they stopped doing that once they moved on to this generation of consoles, Well, no, they? the Americans get it. Like, Child of Eden is technically a budget release in America. You know, it's it's lower than full price, as is... Halo um, anniversary edition is is a budget release. Admittedly, in this country, we get it for thirty pounds instead of the normally thirty five pounds. But you know, the five pound RRP drop doesn't really no doesn't really cut it with me. If you know what I mean, it's like that, that's not a budget release. <laughs> they were selling bloody Red Dead Undead Nightmare standalone for like twenty quid or something, or what more than that maybe. I'm still probably a bit high given that it's like yeah, two years. That's what I'm that, no, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh no, no, I don't mean recently, but when mm. it came out. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I for like twenty five or something. Anyway, I thought Jeez. it was way high. Yeah, that, that's like oh, for just the Undead yeah, yeah, Nightmare. yeah. I'm saying comparable to Fuck, yeah. to the price of the actual full game. It's like that is a jip. Whoever's priced that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it was Rockstar's fault necessarily, but. <laughs> but that's the worrying thing about such generations. It's like, it, it, that price can only be one of two things, surely. It's like, it's either way too short, or it's a shitty, shitty port. <laughs> well, no, I don't think Sega... I, I, I'm not so sure it would be the latter of those two, because Sega games on PC haven't be- performed badly. Sega and, Sonic All Stars was... All Stars, <laughs> Sega and Sonic All Stars Racing run fine on PC. I'm not Admittedly, sure it would have been that difficult to make it run fine. Well, then again, it's the first game that's on Hedgehog Engine, 
that's been ported to PC. So maybe they had difficulties with Hedgehog Engine on PC. But then again, would, if they had difficulties, would they go with the effort of making it 3D capable on PC? How much effort is that, though? That's the question that I always have about 3D. Like, you just have to tweak your effects. Yeah. You do have to do it with it 3D in mind, but presumably yeah. the Hedgehog Engine doesn't do any fancy effects that fuck with 3D. Yeah, it depends what sort of effects you have. Basically, 3D works if you don't use shortcuts, which most modern games do. Um, to make the effects run fast. So there. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Could be good. Lower price tag. I also don't... Uh, my biggest thing is I think I don't think they'll do the DLC on PC because they've already announced that it will have DLC on the consoles. Right. But they've been historically pretty shit at providing DLC support for Sega games on PC. What Sega games on PC? Um... Sega and Sonic All-Stars Racing. <laughs> the one. Well, what we, DLC did they even have? They had extra character downloads. Like, um, well, I can't really remember, to be honest. But they had extra characters um, as DLC packs, which never made it to PC. Um, yeah. So there's the potential concern there. that they, they might just be shit and not do DLC. But it's on Steam. That at least makes it easier. It would make it easier. And they're only releasing through Steam by the looks of it, unless you buy it on a disc. They're the only digital distribution platform. Well, it's not like they were going to go to Origin or something. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's true. It's not. Uh, do, do we know if EA are actually letting other de- devs into Origin? I think I heard that they are. Okay. Yeah, I think Third they parties. are. Because it'll be a bit shit if they... It'll be even stupider than what it already is if they don't. <laughs> I think we've said it before, but, you know, fuck Origin. <laughs> mm. Wait and see on that front. Anyway. One thing to be competitive, but it's EA. <laughs> They're evil. <laughs> They're also bad at making a program that mimics Steam. Yeah. EA aren't as evil as they used to be, though. No, they're not as evil. I mean, I just, I just said they weren't... Go back a year or two, and I would actually may have turned around and said, you know what, EA aren't actually that bad, you know, because they yeah. had that sudden yeah. rush of new IPs. Dead Space, Mirror's Edge, and all that. Yeah, and I was like, oh, you know what, turning it around, they're not just playing the yearly update game anymore. And yeah. they were stopping being quite so much of a bastard outside of the game. Like yeah, yeah. And they, they took risks by um, <coughs> taking on Need for Speed Shift as well, going in a different direction of that. And technically, you could argue that their latest news thing is going a different direction of Need for Speed: The Run, <laughs> even if it's still Need for Speed. But you know, it's a different thing. But they're not really new IPs, are they? They're just kind of they've fallen back into their old habits of global domination. I don't think new IPs cost. necessarily is the one thing that makes them evil. <laughs> I think it's or or unevil. I think it's the other Perhaps. surrounding elements of their company practices and shit. Well, they've got a truly deadly rival now, haven't they, in the form of Activision, Activision Blizzard. Yeah, well, that was what happened, like, mm. when it was when it was a year ago that it, it was like, yeah, they're starting to become non-evil, and then Activision is becoming evil, and then yeah. now it's switched again. <laughs> no, they're just... No, Activision is still evil. It's still evil, yeah. It's like, they're both just, just as bad and as I've each other. And I've always thought Blizzard was kind of evil. <laughs> no, but they're, they're, they're like... They're kind of like a developer, though, aren't they? They're like Valve or whatever. They're like a developer that got so big that it's a publisher of its own Yeah, stuff. and they just remake the same games over and over again. <laughs> well, that's true. But so did Nintendo, so you can't really necessarily complain, especially if they're as good as they are, like StarCraft 2. Nintendo is secretly evil, though. Diablo. Nintendo? <laughs> oh, that's news, by the way. Nintendo are losing money. They, 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 what? They, they've... They're projected a $262 million loss this year, which is their first loss in since 1981. Jesus. Uh, 
Um, 3DS is that big of a flop? Well, it's I don't know if it, it it's not just that. It's the main their main problem is basically that everyone already owns a Wii. <laughs> <laughs> their, their main problem is like global economics. Like basically, they they make all their stuff in Japan and they sell it all in America. And there's a weak dollar and a strong yen, so uh, oh, they they're fucked on the currency stuff, uh, which is a big problem for all of Japan because they they yeah. they're based on exports, so. The, because the US Surely dollar that must is... be big problems for Sony as well, then. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. Whereas Microsoft is sitting there laughing. Well, apart from all their components, I guess. Not losing this only in Japan, China as well. <laughs> China, yeah. yeah. <laughs> China's, yeah. But yeah, that that's the main reason. But that, I mean, they would be doing a lot better if the 3DS had, wor- had worked out better and stuff. Mismarketed. And also, no one's buying Wii games. Um, no, there's no good Wii games anymore. And why would anyone buy a Wii now? Because everyone's already got one. And they so, know that Wii U is coming. <laughs> Some people know that Wii U Well, they probably don't. Everyone's Wii buyer probably true. has it no idea. It hasn't hit mainstream knowledge, I suppose. I mean, it's every F to gamers, but the most the majority of people who have bought a Wii probably have no idea that there's a sequel going. I mean, there was probably a news article on BBC News on the week of E3 that said there's going to be Wii U, and then probably most people will have completely forgotten about that by now. I'm, I'm on the verge of forgetting about Wii U because <laughs> we've heard nothing about it for so long. And no one's talking about it. No one cares. Yeah. So, um... In fact, there's not no much talk about next-gen anyway. Well, no, there is talk about the next... No, I mean, there is... There are rumbling... People are talking about it. Like, they're talking about it. I mean, the... the, the it's pretty low-key at the moment. Microsoft and Sony aren't talking because they're busy preparing it and they're not giving anything away. But people are getting... Especially with Battlefield 3 looking the way it does and other games, people are going, look, this is starting to... The people are starting to say, this looks good for an Xbox game things like that and then going I can't believe I'm saying this <laughs> six year old hardware well I know but I'm still it's... amazed they can make Battlefield work at all yeah on, pre- the, on, on PS3 or Xbox given their power limitations you know if the if they're pushing the graphics boundary that far I'm surprised that they even bothered there are actually amazing looking games yeah. coming out on these consoles considering they're six year old if you look at um, Rage and Uncharted 3 yeah, they both look incredible. Friggin' amazing. Yeah, so, so I mean, even the fact that they managed to get Crisis running on an Xbox, <laughs> the original Crisis, yeah. <laughs> famously wouldn't run on any PC for like three years and, after and, it and came they've out. Made it run on consoles. They've yeah. done the impossible. I don't know. Admittedly, they've tamed it down quite a bit, apparently. But you know. well, that game just needed optimizing, no matter what. That was the problem yeah. with it, really. Like, like a lot of PCs could run it and it looked cool, but then as soon as you stepped into a certain area, it just instantly yeah. chug and that was just because it was like so poorly optimized that you just need to brute force the whole game to get it to really work well frostbite does have that problem on pcs as well from battlefield 3 it's like your graphics card needs to be enormous if you want to run it at its uh full potential yeah unlike unlike crisis 2 where it doesn't have to be unless you download all the ridiculous update packs are you running it uh ultra and shit yeah at 1080p? Oh no, you, you, you have, a, is. You have so, a lower res, so that's easier. 1280 by 1024. Well, that's a lot less. Well, it's not that much less, really. Like and you, you, lose a, you lose a lot of horizontal res, but verticals same. Yeah. That's Whereas like two-thirds the number of pixels, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm having to run mine at 1440-900 to get mm. some speed out of it, which is the resolution of my old monitor. Yeah. Um, to get the speed out, and I have to run it at medium. Uh, that's on an NVIDIA GTX 275, 
which isn't too bad. But then again, Zerk's running a 480, did you say? 470. 470. Which is pretty, that's pretty, pretty powerful. You'll get like 50% more performance out of that than you will my card. But that's getting old as well now. Yeah, which is stupid. Yeah, there's only one generation above it, which is still crazy priced. Yeah, that's ridiculous. The 600 series had better come along soon, so the price drops. So, what's the next Xbox going to be called when it comes out in two years' time? X Next. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's what they called it originally, 360 originally, wasn't it? Xbox, Xbox next. next. Well, that seems so obvious. Yeah. But then again, Next doesn't really work if you want to do what's after that. Yeah, that is the, that is the trouble. Xbox Nextera. <laughs> Even Nextera. <laughs> Even Nextera. I mean, I mean, it's not going to be based on numbers or degrees of a circle anymore, is it? Well, why was it that in the first place? I mean, really? It's what, like circles were that big in their advertising. Because it's all-encompassing. Yeah, right. what was their reason for three? I mean, it, uh, it worked better than you'd think. Yeah, it's it doesn't sound so bad, does yeah. it? I mean, the, place, uh, the thing was is that when you put it next to the Wii, <laughs> That's which, true. the most ridiculous name ever. So and that was deliberately next, ridiculous. And then you put it next to the PlayStation 3, the most boring and derivative name ever. Yeah, but that that's fairly solid, isn't it? PlayStation 4 is a fine name for a console. Yeah, it's fine, but, you know, it's boring. Yeah, it is boring, but, you know, it's not retarded. <laughs> I suppose that's saying something. <laughs> like Vita. <laughs> make it the X-Cube. Yeah, Vita's a bit of a rubbish now. Steal the GameCube and make it an X-Cube. X-Cube. And then you can make it fatter. And people will be like, it's a cube. No, they have to keep the name Xbox because that's the brand and division yeah. name. They have to keep that. No, they don't. <laughs> so they're not going to dump that. Well, it's not because it's because they don't associate, you don't really associate Microsoft in the name of the machine, do you? It's yeah, not like, it's clever. It's not. It's the same with PlayStation. You don't associate Sony particularly well, with the name. Apart of from they always call it a Sony PlayStation. True, but you know, <laughs> they don't ever say Microsoft Xbox. It's always just they probably Xbox. Do, just not as much, not as vigorously as Sony does. Again, with the with Ninty stuff, it's always Nintendo at the forefront, as opposed to the console name. I think. I think the, the fact that it's Nintendo is more important than the console name. That's true. Yeah. Right. In terms of their branding. Yeah. So that's where you've got a triple split with uh, Xbox because now you've got 360 as the console name and Xbox is the, the brand. company name, the yeah. brand name, and then Microsoft is like completely. But, um, played down. In like fairness, it's, it's, it's wise because Microsoft yeah, has a wise. bit of a weird image, yeah. image problem, yeah. which is completely undeserved, in, from my opinion. But it's a bit. Some areas deserves. It's it. You know, Vista, <laughs> Vista was quite a recent pro- disaster. Maybe. Not disaster, but uh, public relations disaster. Mm. Um, but it's interesting because they go to the. Apparently, they go so far as to have. People who work on the Xbox work for Xbox, not Microsoft. Yeah, that's like apparently it's very important to keep that distinction. It's like what an entirely <laughs> different division. Yeah, to start yeah. adding letters to Xbox, X Y box, <laughs> X Y box, X Y Z. Keep adding letters every generation. Box. Look at yeah, there's an X. No, quite like perhaps some sort of different shape. What X oblong. X receptacle. Uh, X receptacle. <laughs> it's not really a shape. <laughs> you can store stuff in it. <laughs> like awesome. X cabinet. X cabinet. <laughs> X cube. work. No. Anyway, we have no idea. <laughs> it's going to idle speculation. It's going to be a while. 
I think it will be announced this e- this coming E3 and come out for Christmas the following year, 2013. That means we've got two more years of um, the PC outstripping the console and graphics by miles. Unless they come about and do an Apple on us and sort of go, here is the new Xbox. No. You can buy it next week. No, not going to happen. That'd be freaking amazing. It would be awesome. It's not going to happen. Uh, it's against Microsoft's policy, isn't it? Yeah. Being fairly open about what they're yeah. doing. Try to prefer. I'm not a big fan of the. I mean, I see how it works for Apple Maybe. because they have crazy fans. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. You know, the whole Apple religion is a bit ridiculous. Mm. And it's like, oh my god, it's an Apple store! Fuck yeah! I can go in and buy the shit I already have. <laughs> Yeah, Apple yeah. stores are quite strange. I mean, I get that you need a sort of hands-on with a lot of their technology to kind of understand. If you haven't got any friends, you've oh, I've got... got no problem with the store. Yeah, I've got a problem with the sort of like the the, the hype surrounding one opening. Yeah, <laughs> that's insane. Like midnight launch or something. It's it's just madness. There was a show on TV a while back about sort of the super brands and things like that, and they covered technology. And they showed an Apple store opening. I think it was like one of the other ones that opened in London. Oh, just when the, the store itself opened yeah. for the first time. That's madness. Why would people go crazy over that? Exactly. It's, it's like it's... no new product or anything. No, no new product. It's the opening of a store. A store, of which there's already one probably down the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially in London. Like they opened like the Covent Garden one recently, didn't they? And there's already one have... in Regent Street. It's like It might have been that one that they were <laughs> showing on the on the telly. And, and I've been insane. in there, it's not and even that great. Their, the funniest thing is is they get their staff to like congratulate everyone who walks into the Ooh! store. So yeah, there's like a, there's, I think they're not actually employees of the store, you know, I think they're literally just hired to be enthusiastic for the day and then they dress <laughs> them up like employees. So they stand there sort of going, Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well done. Congratulations for coming to my shop. You walked in the <laughs> shop. <laughs> what do I win? Nothing except my applause and a smile and maybe a whoop. <laughs> can you handle my whoop? Apparently people can. <laughs> handle their whoop. They can handle the whoop. <laughs> For them. <laughs> uh, but are iPhones and iPads and shit really going to kill the market for Nintendo handhelds? I don't think so. No. You need buttons. They'll reduce them, but they, they, they won't. Um... It, uh, I think they make an impact on Nintendo's casual concepts yeah. which is a problem for them the um, trouble is they've, they've expanded massively into all these casual areas which don't have any staying power in my opinion like it's when all about Nintendo ever have any casual shit they've got loads of fucking they... brain training bullshit and like adverts. well DS and Wii have totally dominated that yeah. market until touchscreen interfaces have started to take over yeah but those those weren't really the same sort of casual it's like they weren't they weren't shit that you could buy for a quid Nintendo never managed to make their store system actually work for that kind of product. No, they were trying to make you pay a premium for casual shit. Yeah, right? exactly. Which, so I they see where they were coming actually from. actually sort of worked because of their branding image. Yeah. For a while. Yeah, for but, now, but now everyone's noticed, oh, holy crap, Angry Birds for like 60p. Yeah, exactly. Why the fuck do I need a Wii? <laughs> and Nintendo yeah. haven't managed to catch up with them making their store cheaper or no or I think work that's, <laughs> at I think all that, i think that's why they well we've talked about this before but that's why 3ds is sort of like not gone the way it is because they their, 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 their marketing is very mixed signal it's like on one half it's like we're going back to the hardcore it's like we're, mm. we're going back to our roots they keep saying that and then the marketing is pitched like like you know the same it's dogs <laughs> it's exactly like the DS marketing and they're, 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 they're having... <laughs> literally yeah. basically the same adverts you yeah. know the sort of weird sort of epic sort of white backdrops and then the odd sort of sparse bit of text and it's like 
here's a DS. It's like, no, 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 it's a 3DS. It's very different. Here's Make that distinction slightly clearer. And it's a, it's a, you know, it, we're generally when a new console comes out or something, they tend to um, sort of switch up the branding. That's a time for a reinvention to make it clear to the consumer that there's a difference. And, uh, you know, Xbox did it dramatically with the 360. Um, because it was white instead of black. <laughs> yeah, and they changed their image completely to the sort of, like, nice, floaty, airy look, as opposed to the harsh, hardcore, sort of brute look of the I original. I like the original Xbox, but... I, I don't I, think... I don't I, have yeah. a problem with the original original yeah. line. I don't but have a problem with right. it, but they changed it dramatically, so they it felt good. very different, and that's good. the right way to do it. Ninty didn't get that distinction right. The problem, you know, the, the, a lot of people still think the 3DS is just a DS, so don't need it because they've already got a million DS lights. They can't make that. <laughs> they, you can't really make a handheld look that different. I know. That and they the already used all the colours. <laughs> Marketing was <laughs> they key. They just made them but... all different colours to start with. Well, exactly. Marketing was key, but they sort of just failed it, really. If, if they were going for the hardcore, make it more hardcore. I'm starting to think that Nintendo are going to be out of the home console business before long. It's worrying, isn't it? Possibly after the Wii U, that might be it. It, it, is, might do it, a is, Sega. it is worrying. Although, they, in fairness, then we a... might get more... It, no, that almost might be a good yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. We'll get more awesome Zelda for, games for us, on, on, the, on the PS4 and 3 and Xbox Next or whatever. We'll get freaking awesome uh, Actually, Nintendo games. No, you know what would happen, though? Sony would buy them out. No, I don't <laughs> know. They wouldn't sell. Like They wouldn't, they wouldn't give... I don't think they'd do that. You know, Japanese staying in Japan, you know, it would be one of those scenarios, I think. Yeah. Where think. The, yeah, Shigsy might end up working <coughs> for PlayStation. Uh, I don't think. I saw a woman happened. walking down the street today who looked like a spitting image of Shigsy. <laughs> <laughs> Was she actually Asian? Yeah, she did, right. <laughs> she did actually <laughs> look out. She did actually look Japanese, but right. that's because she looked like Shigsy. <laughs> that's bizarre. <laughs> Did she have a massive grin on her face like Shigsy always does? No, she looked a bit pissed off. All right. A bit gr- grumpy Shigsy. <laughs> grumpy Shigsy. That just doesn't compute, really. No, it doesn't. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No, I think they'll carry on making handhelds but stop making home consoles in a few years. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I mean, the Wii was spectacular, but Kinect is taking over. Yeah. And it's, on that front. Well... I think most of the controls in general will have to evolve some way, and I don't think Nintendo are going to do it. Like, well, Connect was the evolution. There'll be another evolution. They'll yeah. just get better and better and better. The, the market will stay alive, but it's yeah. it will be based on innovation, which PlayStation didn't. Because <laughs> well, they sort of did. They made it better. Yeah. But they didn't do anything particularly new. They just did the old stuff better with yeah. Move, and then Connect comes back and goes, "Oh, you think you're smart, do you? Yeah. <laughs> Have a look at this." But if the next generation of motion control shit is built into the next generation of consoles, which is a possibility, then Nintendo are going to be flaming. Yeah. Much. Connect has a lot of improvements to go as well. Yeah. As, as we know. Oh, other news. Connect Sports 2 isn't very good, apparently. Yeah, so I've heard. It's getting very middling reviews, which is a real shame. But also, it's a question of is it really how much of it's made by Rare and how much is made by that other lot that work on it? Or whatever that other lot. Yeah, I think it's like a split like development game lab or something. Yeah, something there, there's yeah. there's like some <coughs> is it science at work or something. There's like some sort remember. of like Microsoft has this. They do fun labs and things like that, and they did Connect Adventures, but they have this like company that relates themselves. They have, have like a um, what's the what's the like? Help me out here. What's the kind of container that has the angled triangular base? Like a 
that a typical scientist sort of thing to put chemicals in. Switch <laughs> what, a conical flask? Conical flask, that's it, yeah. <laughs> They've got their, their logo looks no, like... For a moment, I didn't even know what you were talking about. I continued to science. Base. It was like a container of triangulation, like, like Toblerone? <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, yeah. if you look at it head on, it looks That way like is triangular. triangular. The yeah. base itself is circular. <laughs> yeah, conical is the word. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Toblerone. But it looks triangular in the logo, because it's, it's, it's like... Yeah, yeah. Just see the it does, yeah. So yeah. Indeed. Fuck you guys. <laughs> That's a pretty generic logo, though. A picture of a comical flask. I wonder how many companies in the world have that as their logo. All these science... Well, probably pharmaceutical or science companies, but I don't think many game studios have that. I don't know, there's lots of... All the pharmaceutical pub- companies probably thought, oh, that's too generic, we can't use that. And <laughs> <laughs> then some games companies like, so oh, they, they, use they make some old. kind of swooshy thing, or Bayer's shitty cross. Or... That's okay. It's a bit crap. It's, it's like a white cross, though. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Bayer, Bayer, Bayer. <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I just speculation. I don't think there's been much else in the news front really, other than Uncharted is out and reviews are spectacular. Yeah, have you heard about the the the, the fuss over the Eurogamer review of Uncharted Three? No. Well, they gave it eight out of ten, and uh, controversial. Yeah, <laughs> and I read the review, and it was interesting what he was saying, like. Uh, I could see where it was coming from, and it's a bit of a case of the, you know, when uh, Jeff Gersman gave, um, uh, what was it, Twilight Princess, he gave it like a, an eight, I think. Right. Yeah. And uh, and he said it was a good game, and eight is a high score. Yeah. But he yeah. said it's just the same as every other Zelda. Like this hasn't moved things on. Yeah. Uh, which is a, 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 a absolutely fine point, yeah. you know. But everyone on the internet was well pissed off with with the. Uh, with Jeff at the time, but that's what it's they... just pre-Giant Bomb. Yeah, but, uh... well, that's what basically people have been saying on Giant Bomb now about Modern Warfare and Battlefield Three, where it's like Battlefield Three is clearly a massive improvement over the previous Battle Games, Battlefield games, if mo- only mostly in graphics, I guess, and in multiplayer. That's and let's some... make, that, make that distinction. Yeah, and somewhat in the gameplay, but mm. like Modern Warfare Three is just fucking the same, so it should score lower, surely. And if it doesn't, they're going, there's going to be a riot. <laughs> It's a hard argument when you think about it, isn't and it? And plus, like, yeah. of course, they only score in five stars, so yeah, <laughs> and they already gave harder. they already gave Battlefield three four stars, four stars so they're yeah. kind of fucked. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, you can't give Modern Warfare three three stars. I think that's clear, unless it turns out to be crap, which won't happen. No. But... Well, it's a difficult argument, isn't it? Because it's hard in, in one sense. It's hard to mark down down a game if it's still really really good, even yeah. by modern standards, even if it hasn't moved on. But thing. at the same thing, it's like I would. I, I'm. It's the same with watching a film. You know, films yeah. get really bad critique if it's the same as the one before. Like Hangover Two got a bit slated because it follows the exact same formula of the previous one and doesn't really add anything to the mix. So while still being quite a good film in <laughs> for pretty much every reason, it's not quite as good because you've seen the first one. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, I, I definitely get that argument, but yeah. it's hard to know whether you should review it on that merit. Well, his his point in the Uncharted three review was slightly more subtle because it mm. was like he was saying basically it is Uncharted two two, like <laughs> because yeah. Uncharted two had this fantastic mold that it precedent that it set and this mold that it did, and, yeah. it, and this follows and exactly it was a definite improvement of the over the first, yeah. Whereas this is just. It's the same thing, but they've they've obviously that now they can make more spectacular set pieces, even more or whatever. Mm. It's just even more polished and even more. But his problem was that he, uh, the reviewer, 
was that the style of game that they're creating has less and less kind of player agency. So, like... It's all quick time events. Well, no, no, it's not quick time events, but you're funneled towards every... You have to follow the script that they set. Yeah. Otherwise, Oh, yeah, but that hasn't changed since the start. I know, yeah. You could argue that Call of Duty's followed that. Well, kind of. I mean, yeah, similar, Call of Duty's really very linear when you think about it. But, yeah... But this even has like yeah, obviously action sequences where like if you if you miss time a jump or whatever, it'll give you a little boost because it wants you to it, it make get, the jump. Yeah, because yeah. it gets really staccato if you keep having to restart areas and stuff. Mm. And and he, he's just saying, well, this is but this is amazing looking and like a, a brilliant work and it, it's really slick and everything. But it's just becoming a fairground ride and not a computer game. That was his argument. Like, well, yeah, I could make that argument to a point, but you've still got all the combat in between. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think so Uncharted's it's, it's, great. It's, it's a game with exclamation marks. I thought Uncharted Two was amazing. The way it did those, those, um, the, the way it did. It's definitely I mean, one of the best games I've ever played. Yeah, in pretty much every way. The way you were in control. I mean, you may have been a set script, but you were always in direct control during every action sequence. And the script. It helps that the script is actually properly yeah, good as well. Exactly. So I'm really I'm excited to play Uncharted Three, but I'm still plus it's Nolan North doing what he does there. <laughs> yeah, you know, as a talking to himself because he's got more parts. Yeah, but I still think <laughs> it's it's a good point that he's making, and I think between the two games of '09 and and then again '11, i.e. Uncharted and Batman, mm. I'm still more excited to play Batman, probably because you have more. And freedom more, and control well, yeah, of what's going on. It's again another step, isn't it? I don't yeah. think, it's hard to think what they could do with Uncharted, though, isn't it? Really, when you think about it, they could sort of start implementing branches and things like that, but that would then yeah protect, that good. would damage the story. Yeah, and the story is so integral <coughs> to that experience. I think they just made the best Uncharted game they could make, and that's yeah. that it. And Although a lot of people said that it's not as good in two in terms of where the story goes and some of the scenarios you're in. So it's like, it's as technically, you know, te- from a technological standpoint, it's another sort yeah. of, it, it's an incremental improvement, a bit like Gears. Yeah. Um, how Gears 3 is an incremental improvement over 2. Um, but it doesn't quite have the same impact in both the story yeah. and in the thingy. Like, it doesn't quite, it's not quite as good as 2, I think, is what people were saying in terms of the actual flow of, the, of, of what you end up doing. And let's be honest, at the end of two, you ended up with some big blue dudes. <laughs> so, yeah, the end, you know. <laughs> in fairness, the ending was, it's kind of predictable because it sort of happened in the first yeah. game as well, but it's, uh, yeah, when you, when, and you, you can pretty dudes. much guarantee it's going to happen again. <laughs> yeah. Um, some, <laughs> some, some crazy shit's going to yeah. go down right at the end that makes no sense. And, uh, are they actually saying that this is going to be the last of that? So sort no, of they're not saying. Anything. They haven't specifically said it's the end of the trilogy, so we might see an Uncharted Four. <laughs> but that's kind of dumb. And of course, yeah, there's the they really should finish up that story. May as well end it. And, and there's the spin-off for Vita as yeah. well. That's different. Is that actually a spin-off though? It's a different game. It's a whole new game. Different, different developer. But when they showed it at E3, it was, did they just call it Uncharted Three, basically? Didn't they? It's got a different name. Um, it's not called Three. It's got a subtitle. Yeah. And it's not Drake's Deception. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the thing that does interest me about... Because I know... Apparently a lot... Because I, w- I watched the game trailers review and they focused heavily on the multiplayer of Uncharted 3. Basically with the excuse that saying, if you liked Uncharted 2, this is the same. It's still brilliant. Um, yeah. But they focused on the multiplayer purely because apparently they've done a Call of Duty on its ass. 
and it's got like perks and boosters and all kinds kind of, of fun. all kinds of and apparently it's amazing. You know, I never played Uncharted 2's multiplayer, but I had people tell me that it's properly properly good. But I don't know. There's something about PlayStation multiplayer that yeah. I, I don't know. There's some weird thing in the air regarding me and PlayStation multiplayer yeah. that just means I don't ever do it. Um, I can't explain that. Um, just because Xbox Live is such a good service. Yeah, I think so. But they did. There is one cool thing that it does, and that's a, a full co-op campaign awesome. with a different storyline and cutscenes and cinematics and stuff. Wow. Which is playable really? in split screen and across, and with up to weirdly three players online. Sweet. Um, and it's, yeah, that, that's a great idea. Hmm. Okay. It's, it's like Portal 2's like co-op campaign, but with more story. <laughs> Which we haven't finished, God Which we it. haven't finished, because <laughs> you I'll need internet. internet that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, never mind. Maybe we'll start from the beginning and we'll have forgotten Just the puzzles. Again, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> won't take too long. I'll have forgotten the puzzles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I haven't done the DLC yet. <laughs> you know, I haven't got a hold of the personalising it with. There's them. more coming as well, isn't there? Wasn't that fairly, announced fairly recently? That yeah. More, more DLC. Oh, no, wait. The next thing is going to be the level editor, isn't it? Oh, yeah. No, I saw that. Ah, oh, that, looks, that looks amazing. Yeah. I'm not convinced that's actually a picture of the level editor. Well, that's but, like, they were like, oh, look at the screenshot of the level editor. It's like, that's like a picture of one of those videos. Like, but they it didn't. isn't. Yeah, but I'm not convinced that it is. Really? Oh, I, I there's no UI like on there at all. There's, and the fact that there's just some down dudes. The right. There seems to be buttons down the right. The pictures I've had have that UI hovering over saying what buttons do and stuff. Like yeah, but that, that just looks like it drawn on there. That doesn't look like... Well, I'm not convinced that that's actually a level editor at all. I think it's, if it is like that, and if know, it is like, I, I'm not even sure how easy that would be to use because working from an isometric perspective, I'm not. No, sure. maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe that might be an issue. But on, when you think of it, just from a purely holy crap, keeping the brand image together and a, a nice turn of the whole sort of it, uh, working with port, thinking with portal. Well, it should make it easy. Yeah, trailer thing. That's a much master stroke, really, isn't it? To make that sudden, suddenly you can make these <laughs> using interface that looks like the awesome trailers we made. <laughs> Way cool. That is that, is that is brilliant. It seems like, doesn't seem like you'll be able to, I don't know, that kind of, that whole interface just looks like it's, it's like, it's simplistic, which will probably make it easy to make levels, but maybe you won't be able to do very advanced, like, maybe. What if you wanted yeah. to make all, the, all those awesome moving panels and shit? How's that going to be in that interface? Mm. Can you, like, does it draw where they might, go to and stuff? I think stuff, we might or? see, like, an incremental um, advancement of this. So it will start off relatively simple, and then they might start adding complexities to it. But, when you think of it in a different way, holy crap, endless portal. Yeah, but theoretically, you could have make levels for Portal 1, and people did, but the, I don't know how how much that scene actually well, took uh, off. the fact that it's built in the game will make it take off. Yeah, maybe. You know, Especially if they it's make like it so you can upload the levels. Yeah, it's like Super Meat World. Yeah. The fact that it exists in the game just makes it easy. <laughs> we never did that. No, I, 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 I never <laughs> even finished Dark World. No, I never I never got around to do. I never actually played much of Dark World at all because it's fucking impossible. <laughs> Man, I was just thinking the other day about our uh, game of the year consideration. I know I've been I've been it's starting to make I'm starting to make notes for that because you know I'm struggling. And I could track back on the website to see what games I actually played this year. I mean, not that's all I'm going to do is just yeah. look up yeah. that wiki page of releases this year and then write down the ones that I actually played. Because <laughs> basically, I it's like I don't play enough games for it to actually be very difficult to choose a winner because it's like it's the only game I played in this category. Okay, that's it then. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to sort of think of things like 
best game we haven't played, perhaps. Well, there's going to be a whole raft, like Uncharted 3 and, and Batman and stuff. We're not. Are we going to get these things finished Probably before Christmas? Probably not by the... You know. We don't need to finish. It's not like we're actually reviewers. We don't need to finish a game before we can decide whether we think it's awesome. Yeah. We just make a stupid judgment based on early yeah. gameplay. <laughs> but what have we got so far? Like, I think we should do it like, fairly... Uh, games we've actually sold. At least games we've played. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's like a lot. You can't say games we complete because we don't complete games ever. <laughs> I'm getting better at that. <laughs> yeah, we're alright. So and, far. And you're this... pretty completionist, generally. Yeah, but I play stupidly long games, which doesn't help. <laughs> what are we looking at this Quite year so games. far that we've actually played? Sort of Portal 2 and Deus Ex? Assassin's Creed. No, but that's but not that's this year. last year. Yeah, no, I'm just thinking of things I've played. <coughs> I played Blur this year, but that was last year. Yeah. Um, what did I buy new? Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. What this is a problem. <laughs> I can't even remember. Was Civ 5 this year or last year? Oh, Tom of Eden. Yeah. And Gears it, 3. Was that late last year? Yeah, you've got Gears 3. Bulletstorm was this year. Space Game. Marvel vs. Capcom 3 was this year. <laughs> space Game. Are you just going to say Space Game? Pretty much. Again, yeah. <laughs> also, also, Minecraft actually comes out this year, so. <laughs> oh, so you can count that. <laughs> That that was in the Golden Joystick Awards, wasn't it? They gave Minecraft a like a um, a best downloadable game award or something, and it's like it could have had that several years running now. Yeah, it's probably. Like, it's probably the only game in that category that can have it several years running. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Actually, looking at my Xbox wall, I haven't really got. But apart from the ones I just listed off, I haven't really got many new ones. We can put Battlefield 3 under this now. See, last cool. year we had the advantage of, I consider, the best games last year came out in the first half of the year. Yeah. Mass Effect right. 2 and Red Dead came out in like, well, Mass Effect 2 came out in like freaking February or something. Mm. It made it a lot easier. <laughs> I don't know, you wouldn't have had them. Play that much of Mass Effect 2 to know that it was because it's all after a certain point in Mass Effect 2, you know that it's going to be a, like a lot of the it's just shooting. It's cool though, yeah. That's Seeing true. different environments is the thing that makes it interesting, but you know how it plays. Yeah. I anyway. suppose you needed to know the, like the end of the story to be able to go, oh my god, and talk about how stupid it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. And we did talk about how stupid yeah. that was quite a bit. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but never mind, we've got a few things to go on. Yeah. We try and play the best games that are out, though, don't we? That we're interested in. So it's, it's <laughs> generally, no problem. Generally. It's just that we're not going to have them done by Christmas. Plus, the world of games is so saturated now that cash-up is often the uh, the key word. The backlog is ever-growing rather than shrinking. It's true. It's true. Well, if you're trying to finish games like Final Fantasy XIII, it will do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of Final Fantasy XIII, let's move on to what I've actually been playing, maybe. Okay, yeah. let's do it. I played a bit of Final Fantasy XIII. Oh, yeah. Did you finish it? No. I played about another three or four hours of it, and uh-huh. uh, which isn't much in the last two weeks, I suppose, but, you know. Were you just grinding the missions again? No. I've given up on that shit, basically, because <laughs> all the missions I have left are fucking impossible. Um, and it was going to take a lot of grinding to get anywhere. I can now take out the sort of um, the baby adamantoys things that are wandering around the landscape, but right. not, not the daddy ones. The daddy ones are still insta-kill um, against me, but I just got fed up with it, and it's like, oh, fuck it. If, 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 if what um, is tr- I've been told is true and I can come back to it, that makes a lot more sense, because I'll be strong enough to actually take on some of these ridiculously hard bastards. But is it an after the end of the game thing? Apparently. So you're not going to come back. 
Well, we're not doing the story. I can't go back. No, I meant you're not yeah. going to come back because you finished the game and then you'll be done. Or maybe. You're yeah. not the type of person who goes back to clean up city side missions. Maybe. And I, yeah, and I, and I don't care too much about trophies. So, right. Especially when the game's that lot. It's like, oh, yeah. can I really be bothered? They're not Chivos. Like if you, if, <laughs> although it's like the, the, the way it does work is like if you get to... The, if, it, if there's a point where it's like just before the last bit of the game and then you can go back and do side missions, that way, that's where you get stuck. That's where you yeah. get caught. Yeah, forever. <laughs> the problem is, is I think actually for the balance of the game, I've done too much. It's quite easy now. What, well, that makes it quick and finish. Now I'm going through the story elements. Most of it hasn't been too much of a problem at all. <laughs> Which is, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's, a, it's the difficulty, I suppose, of RPGs. I'm now over-leveled um, for what I'm doing. But never mind. It's all right. The story is even more nonsensical than it was before. <laughs> I've, I've basically lost the plot now. Yeah. It's, uh, stuff's exploding. For some reason, all of the creatures of Pulse have turned up in Cocoon. They just sort of like we we end, we turned up there, and we're like, "Hi hey guys!" We end up sort of appearing in the middle of a race, and we sort of like um, stop a car from crashing and or something. And, he, and Snow's like, "Yeah, I'm the hero!" Sort of putting his arm up in the air, and it's like, "Oh yeah, my brand, my Lassie brand is on my arm." And everyone looks at it and goes, "Yeah, there's a Lassie." And then it's like, "Oh yeah, probably should have hidden that." <laughs> That's what he says. And then all hell breaks loose, and then all the creatures from Post suddenly appear. And sort of like through these weird trans gates, they call them. Teleports. Transferring. Transferring. <laughs> Transferring. <laughs> yeah. And then they're just, so you're basically fighting loads of dudes from Pulse and loads of creatures from Pulse that I've just spent the last 20 odd hours facing anyway. So it's a bit weird. I don't really know why they turned up. That's the thing. They opened like, the way, presumably. Like you went, it, we you were went, in a spaceship. <laughs> yeah, but you don't know what actually happened. We apparently. went through. We went through a weird green-looking <laughs> teleport, sort exactly. of like phasey thing that sort of was in the shape of some symbol. Maybe you'll find out. And all the things are coming through purple. Trends. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's a different colour. It must be that different. That are more triangular, and it's like not symbolic. <laughs> yeah, maybe you'll find out what happened. Yeah, they've released um, screenshots of Hope from Final Fantasy Thirteen too. Yeah. Who seems to be wearing a really bizarre outfit with a tie built in? <laughs> it's like just attached. I think it got like an amazing looking city or something. It does, I have to admit, it does look cool. I mean, I think they got the art style quite really cool in thirteen in general. I think the whole sort of setting is really nice. It's just that the story makes no fucking sense. Yep. <laughs> fucking Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're good at art. Your stories suck. But. <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's all I've got to say on that, really. I might be getting closer to the end now. <laughs> they keep saying it's like the final thing or something, but it's like it's the final thing for the next ten hours. <laughs> <Something like that. laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> so you've been playing anything else that isn't Battlefield? Assassin's Creed 2. Oh, I've actually been playing exciting. it. Exciting. Been done about ten hours of that. Oh. Um. So I've I haven't got to Venice or anything like that left. I'm, no, that's quite a way. I've gone back to Tuscany for the second time. You've left Florence now. Yeah, I go. Oh, I left you leave Florence and then you go back, don't you, to do a load yeah, of stuff? Yeah. Um, so I'm now out of that section again. As in, I, I met Lorenzo and things like that. Yeah, um, and uh, what's his name? Uh, it's a me, Mario. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's the best joke ever. It's it? unbelievable. It's like I can't. I, I sort of like groaned and smiled <laughs> and at, the same, at time. the same time. <laughs> it sort of sounded a bit like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it's a me! Oh, oh, Did you recognise me? It's a me, no! <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I don't, on the whole, I see what you mean. It is better. Yeah, definitely. 
but there are certain things I don't know whether I like or not about the new style. It's very much it's a lot more story driven. It is, yeah. Um, there's a lot fewer of the shitty save the civilian things, uh-huh. which is a godsend. Yeah, it's like they were okay, but it's uh, yeah. At least there's other things to do now. Um, the new mechanics are pretty cool, like chucking money is hilarious. <laughs> money, money, money! Oh, it's my lucky day. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of stuff. The, and the the Italianisms are quite nice, actually. I don't think it's done too badly. It's not like over the top stereotypical. No. It's just sort of fairly appropriate. And I quite like the town kind of comedy. Yeah. yeah. Do you get those in the first one? The town yeah, you do. Right. Um, but they are generally just people you walk past and ignore because they're talking about like King Richard and his onslaught of terror. Yeah. Things like that. Uh, it's like, no, ignore. Um, I'm not sure I like the notoriety thing. What, with the uh, tearing off the posters? Yeah. That seems to be the key way. Like, there's three ways to reduce your notoriety, and I always just go for the posters. posters. <laughs> I, I, I tend to, as soon as you get a tiny bit of notoriety, which you seem to get the pre- tiniest of things. Yeah. Like making someone drop a box accidentally is apparently, oh, we better watch that guy. Oh, I hate that he's, box he's, he's, he's the box-dropping man of, of Florence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's kind of irritating. I mean... um, yeah, you just have to find those posters. The worst thing is but when is... you find a poster that's on your map, uh, but it's in view of a guard. So if you tear down the poster, you remove notoriety, but they've seen you tear it down, so you gain notoriety. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's like, yeah. this doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So it's, uh, it's weird. I can sort of see why they did it, but it's also quite irritating at the same time. When you're notorious, it's fucking irritating. Yeah. Isn't it? Because it actually, in a weird way, it behaves more like... Assassin's Creed 1 did all the time when you're uh, notorious, so guards are far more suspicious. When you're anonymous in this, <laughs> when you're anonymous in this, you can just run the fuck anyway. Yeah, yeah, and, you like, can. and, and they, they don't really care, which is lovely. Which is cool, yeah. Yeah, that's much better. You just have to manage that sort of notoriety and try to avoid the, yeah. accruing it. The suspicion is... indicators over people's heads are nice as well. Yeah. They're a bit small, like you said, like most of the HUD elements are a bit small. Yeah. Um, but then it's nice that they're there. You so get a little sound effect, like a bit of a yeah, it's incredibly sound. quiet, isn't it? When it goes yeah. from, when it goes from yellow to red, you get like a single ping. Yeah, and it goes Whoop. yeah, um, very quietly. And it's, I'm a little bit disappointed that there isn't more of the out of animus stuff because I played through the first five sequences and I haven't come out of the animus once. No, there's not much. In fact, they tone it way down. Um, Which is a bit of a shame, really, because it's sort of like it was almost the glue that held it together, it was, and it split things up in a weird way. That's true. It's like now you just get that really sort of jarring fucking animus effect. That's that's Most of the animus effects are great, where the sort of grid lines about the city yeah. and stuff like that. But the end of sequence one is well, Where the city falls apart. No, 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 not even that. When you're standing there and it's going, oh, you've earned this, you've earned this, you've earned this. Oh, right. Secret en- um, sequence ended. And the screen is doing its sort of like warpiness. But there's this, for some reason it decides to change the zoom between two very harsh, oh, yeah. harsh levels. I don't think it does that in Brotherhood. It's fucking jarring. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I'm trying to focus on the tiny <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the screen and you're fucking the screen up. Yeah. It's like, oh, do remember that it's an end of sequences because it's kind of cool how the the city kind of rebuilds awesomely yeah. and you get more that that kind of is your cue that you can explore a bit more of the city i think point. it conceals some of the loading pauses yeah is the idea of it <laughs> it's cool though it looks kind of cool but it's like yeah i see i know what you mean about that weird zoom thing that's, I don't know that's what, a bit weird it might be a bug it's stylist i don't there's something about the new hud design as well that i don't think it's as cool as it was in the previous one it sort of seems a bit flatter and a little bit less Right. Sort of like stylized, yeah, more like, functional than yeah. style, and I suppose that's because you know they go, well, it's Animus Two, and we've just built this like randomly in a basement." 
I think they were just thinking on gameplay lines. Yeah, it was definitely more functional, but it's it's a little bit awkward. I didn't realise for ages that my equipment broke, and I was like, why the fuck have I got two red dots on my my health bar? Oh, your armour. Yeah, you can break your armour and you have to get it repaired, yeah. But, yeah, I sort of missed the investigation element to the assassinations, like the whole idea that you have to learn about your target before you do it, whereas in this it's more follow the story, story's told you what to do, go follow the story marker, go do what the story's now telling you to do now. Yeah. There's less... And the optional bits of the investigation were kind of cool in a weird way, so you sort of learn extra bits about what you're about to do that could perhaps help plan your thing. But then the problem with the that problem was, was that you couldn't. They, they were never, yeah, yeah, they were never applicable to what you actually ended up doing. <laughs> so instead of just improving that, they just went, yeah. "Oh, let's just go all story based, so we can make everything scripted." Yeah, and some of that is still a problem in this. Like, there's a scene in Tuscany where there's a dude on that big building that you. Um, like his men are all sort of having a fight and it says you climb this building he's standing up there oh right so I climbed it uh, got past most of the guards uh, without being spotted and thought right I'm going to sneak up on this bastard I've just learnt the ledge takedown yeah I'll, I'll, I'll sort of grapple my way around the building yeah because he's standing near one of the legs and pull him off when he's not looking ah uh-huh. Uh, game goes into a cutscene halfway through my thing, and I'm standing right in front of him. And it's like, oh fuck's oh. sake, I can't do it. And then it turns into a chase sequence that was obviously oh, scripted, scripted yeah. but it meant that I can't. It was a bit jarring because it's like, well, you've let yeah. me go about it in my way, and then you've like cut me out of it. Yeah, it's like perhaps you should have done that sooner. That's true. Yeah. So that was a bit awkward. Yeah, because they wanted you to do the chase. Because if you'd just killed yeah. him right outright, then that would have been get end of mission. Which leads me to the next problem. <clears throat> Which is exactly the same as it was in the first game. And the free running is still a bit wishy-washy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's impressive. You get but into it, but... It, it quite it, often does the wrong thing. Leaping into space does still happen. Like, like I'm, I'm going for the ladder. I'm going for the ladder. I've grabbed the windowsill yeah, next to the yeah, ladder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, leaping into space is a right pain in the arse. So it still does the thing where... There was one jump in particular in the first crypt you sort of go into to yeah. overhear that conversation. Have and you done many of those? There's a number of... Uh, I'll get to this. Yeah, the platforming uh, sections. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a couple of steps that you have to go up, sort of like a bit of old ruins, and they're all in a straight line. So you get you line yourself up, you hold the free run buttons down, you push forward, he takes two steps, and then the last one takes a ridiculous really? diagonal. And it's like, why the fuck did you do that? Yeah. There's a lot of that. There's when you're on the rooftops, it's, they, you, you learn to kind of pump the... Uh, the, 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 the right trigger, depending <laughs> on whether you're about... Because, like, obviously, to go fastest, you'd hold it down all the time. Yeah. But it increases your risk well. of, yeah. of going of flying off. So you just kind of let it go when you think you're near a ledge and go a bit slower. And, yeah. then, and then turn it back on when you think you're safe. And it's it, like, there's a lot of that management of kind of risk. <laughs> it just seems to pick the wrong thing to do quite a lot. And I know it's because it, they've tried to make the control scheme for it easy. Yeah. And not mirror's edge. But yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's still tricky to get it to do what you want. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, in general, the chase sequences are nicer than yeah. they were in Assassin's Creed 1 because you can. it's now a viable tactic. Actually, getting into combat is generally now mostly a bad thing, which is kind of good because yeah. it's going in the direction the game is more supposed assassin-y. to be. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You get more getting into, a, getting into a combat is dangerous because your health doesn't regen anymore. Yeah. You have to buy medicine and things, which is cheap, obviously. Yes, yeah. and you can just tap the... Yeah, but it doesn't regen it. automatically at the no. end of a fight. And, and, and if you were doing one of those safe citizens things and you killed everyone, you'd immediately get your health back. Mm. It would go whooshing, and you'd, you'd be like, you'd be fine. Um, which yeah. is nice it's in a way. But, yeah. but there is a problem with that too. Because this, and this comes back to the free running problems, is those platforming sections. I've yeah. done the one in the Duomo. Um, yeah. Or Duomo. Duomo. 
Domo. Well, you, you're the one that's been <laughs> Domo. there. Yeah, I can't <laughs> remember his name. It's like Duomo, but I don't know how you pronounce it. <laughs> Domo. Yeah, you don't. But, they're yeah. optional, those platforming sections. Though. Yeah, they are optional, but you need to do them to get the old tie here. You do, yeah. Which the game sort of very heavily hints at. Yeah, you should really do this. Yes. Um, yeah, that was shit. Really? I, I, say, like those. I liked the idea until I got to the end of that section. Yeah. Where it was fucking irritating because there's a couple of really glitchy jumps that just oh. don't work. Really? Um, there is. Uh, the, the secret area in the drawing room has a, has a bit where you, you can see something in a file. And admittedly, it's only got a chest, so I could have quite easily ignored this. But I thought it might be a feather or something like that. Oh, right. I was like, well, I need that shit. Um, so you jump down. You have to climb on a stained glass window yeah. and then do what is a perfectly horizontal jump from the window onto a chandelier. Yeah. If you get to the very peak of that stained glass window and jump, he does the free running bug and jumps off at a complete angle. Oh, really? Like, goes at a crazy diagonal. Yeah. You miss the chandelier, fall to the floor, and lose all but one box of health. <laughs> Almost Which dead. forces you to do the entire climb again, yeah, which takes about three minutes. That's the trouble, when you fall off. like, like You don't it, die. No. Unless you jump from a ridiculously high place. Even if you've got one bar of health that the game has left you with after the previous short, if you do it again... You still don't die. You still don't die. And there's a checkpoint halfway up that climb that you can't use! Oh, I see. <laughs> That is because retarded. there's no jump to checkpoint or something option either. They started doing in, I don't know if they did it in 2, but they started doing in Brotherhood where once you got past a certain area of a platforming section, like a bit of wall would fall down and make a ladder so that if you did fall... Oh yeah, that does happen, but the last bit of the duo just yeah. takes is really lengthy. Right. And that jump doesn't work. You have to sort of Strange. gain the jump at that bit where you have to... Don't stand at the top highest point, which is naturally where you think you want to be, where it's the straightest on and the highest possible place you could jump from to get to the chandelier. No, no, If you tilt yourself off to one side of the stained glass <laughs> mirror um, window so where, where it tapers like, yeah. a, like a point, if you sort of just go to the right a bit so you're on the, on the side... Works. And then do, and it worked perfectly. Yeah. I spent like an hour trying to get that to work right. until I watched a video online of someone doing that section going, well, how the fuck do you do this? Like, and then it's like, well, you don't do it how you expect to do it. Right. And it's like the camera even changes saying, this is where you're supposed to go and you can't get it to do what you want. And it's like, sorry, bit, platform failed. Yeah, they failed in that little bit of level design because usually on those platforming sections, unlike in the city and everything, they really make it quite clear. Like jumps are quite specific. Yeah. It's like from here to here. You can you can, you can not, see where you needed to go. Yeah. Um, but it was just... Yeah, I thought the implementation was just bad. There was a couple of the jumps on the route as well that were a bit awkward and occasionally just went wrong. Like, instead of um, ho- hooking onto a platform, you'd sort of bump into it and it wouldn't grab and you'd sort of fall off. And it's like, well, why didn't you grab that fucker? Because <laughs> I remember when I first played those temples or whatever they're called, mm. I thought they were... So- not as good, yeah. but still some of the best platforming, Ubisoft platforming, or any platforming that I've played since Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, to be honest. Which it's it's better, quite similar. But yeah, it is similar. It has it a is, ring of it. It, it, it is has quite, quite ring similar, to it, doesn't it? But I don't, yeah. He still doesn't, he doesn't run along walls like 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 the prince. Which and you do have to say, yeah. And you, do have and to you be, can't rewind when you fuck up. No. <laughs> but, and, and you do have to be quite methodical because of the free running bugs, yeah. which as I was running, as I was doing this over and over again, getting more and more frustrated, I kept trying to do the section faster and faster. Which, of course, meant the free run yeah. would just do its own thing and go, you want to go 45 degrees to where you're pushing, don't you? Yeah, the, Fall to your doom. You do have to be patient, because the faster you try and do it, the more likely you're going to go flying off the wrong way. <laughs> you know, perhaps I wouldn't have mind, mind it so much if the game then actually told me, it's like, yeah, you can free run, but just don't, don't overdo it, man. You, yeah. you get a bit 
you get a bit retarded if but you it do too much. But it doesn't, it doesn't tell you. Like, and, and that happens. The game yeah. sort of it, it almost intentionally fucks you up the more you, the longer you use it, or the longer stints you do it without sort of timing your jumps in a way. Mm. And it's 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 no different from the first game. Admittedly, now you can swim, which is lovely. Yeah. But so it, meant, it means if you're jumping around on boats or on jetties yeah. and stuff like that, you don't immediately die if the free running gets it wrong. Yeah. But and there's a nice wet effect. On it does look cool. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Especially cool in Venice, of course, with all the yeah. canals. But generally, definitely better. I, I, I agree. It's a cool game. It, it is better. It is cool, and I do get drawn into it. I sort of thought yeah. for the other night, it's like, I'll just play a quick stint. I have got a couple of hours, and then I'll do something else. Yeah. Ended up spending the entire night on it. Yeah, just like... And Ezio's pretty cool compared to the older... He's okay. He's a bit... I find it hard to gel with his character again in the same way as I gel in, with Altair. It's hard to gel with. Mainly because it's hard to... You, you get a nice setup as to his motives of becoming an assassin this time, so it's yeah. a bit easier to get a grip with him. But he turns from someone who's quite anti-killing to murdering machines very <laughs> yeah, quickly. That's true, that's true. And then <laughs> to becoming very indiscriminate as well. <laughs> Although yeah. that, that entire... And you could argue that the whole lead up to that is very long. For a game, that... that, that, that that's whole section of you're not yet an assassin you're yeah. not yet an assassin when the fuck am I going to become an assassin yeah they, is excruciating you feel like you earned it though don't you mind kind of you get that kinda. you got the Leonardo stuff going on Da Vinci uh, not as yet you I'm taking him, him co- I've met Leonardo okay. you meet him quite early on yeah before you become an assassin and stuff but it's um, I've been handing him codex pages but I haven't had any of the um, new equipment or anything well I've got like poison blades now which yeah. I haven't used yet um <laughs> Sorry. And this is the other thing I don't get. You get a lot of weapons now. Most of them I can't really see the point of. It's yeah. like, I'll just get my fucking sword out. Well, this, yeah. Sword general, or hidden blade. Or hidden blade. That's, that's the double hidden blade. Have you got that yet? Yeah, got that. That's pretty... That's, that's I've only ever managed weapon. one of those double takedowns. Double takedowns is awesome. Um, yeah, which is quite nice when that works. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, the... Because, like, yeah, I don't quite see the point in where I'd want to use a short blade or a dagger. No, so I don't, I don't just, get it. Just get the bloody sword out. Yeah, I don't understand this. There's things later on like like... You literally get a gun eventually. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. And there's like a crossbow in, in Brotherhood, which is pretty sweet. The throwing um, knives, I, I still think, are a bit odd. Because when you first get them, they're instant kill against archers. Right. So you only have to throw one at the... Like the, the, the mission gives you, like, oh, kill these archers so they don't spot our men as we come in. Yeah. And you're like, fine, I'll go do that. And you cool. say, throw a knife, and it goes down in one. You're like, okay, that's awesome. These are actually going to be properly useful, unlike in the first game, where they did fuck all. Yeah. And it's like, and then I got a mission later on where it was like, and I was doing one of the assassination missions because um, after you meet Lorenzo, a load of them open up. Um, Me and so Lorenzo I, rolling in the Benzo. <laughs> yeah, I might be tricky in the eighteen fourteen hundreds. Yeah, so I thought, oh, that's no problem. I'm right above this guy. Um, it's not. I'm not quite close enough for it to let me do the air assassination. So I'll throw a throwing knife at him. That'll be instant kill. Job done. And I can get out of there before the guards know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't kill him. Didn't work. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Cock. You just got annoyed. <laughs> oh, damn. It's like, oh, what's that? Oh, no. That was like a mission-based... Yeah. So, oh, that's like a daily problem for me. I've got a knife in my oh, arm. Oh, knife in my arm. Not again. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I'm going to need to get my clothes washed. And perhaps re-stitched. Motherfucker. <laughs> what is he doing? 
<laughs> yeah, it's quite nice that they seem to think <laughs> that what you're doing is actually more socially expected. Whereas in like Assassin's Creed One, everyone's like, "What is that fool up to? He's going to hurt something." And when he does, I'm not going to help him. Yeah, you know, really quite angry. They're a bit more it. like. Whereas in Italy, they're like, oh, "That's a nice way to stay in shape." <laughs> yeah, I suppose I should find a way to do some exercise. And when you when you meet the thieves, it's kind of cool because if you just jump next to them, they go, "Oh, what skill!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I quite like hiring people as well. That does make sort of yeah. do what you need to do because there are certain rooms that you can't get past unless you lure the guards. But yeah, to get the uh, I can't. What are the treasures that you need? There's a way that where they're uh, being guarded and you need codex to like, pages. Yeah, that's it. That yeah, oh, that's fun. They don't. That, they they're okay. You just get thieves, so you attack those dudes and then just wander in. Yeah, <laughs> so and you could you do it with do um, uh, cold sense as well. Yeah, that's how I used to. Do it, <laughs> they're, they're quite entertaining. They're like moving mobile. Um, like mobile stealth cover, yeah, which is, way cool. which is nice. I, I like that new new mechanic, the group cover. That's pretty yeah. cool. It's a bit over the top, perhaps, how it's like complete stealth if you're in a if you're in a group, yeah. Because it doesn't the stealth thing doesn't always. Uh, this is more of a, an aesthetic problem than an actual gameplay issue. But um, Ezio stands out well, a lot more than white. Altair did, yeah. Because you know in. Arab countries, everyone's got hoods. Yeah, you know, there's the scholars that look identical to you, other than a bit of armor. Yeah, but and the uh, but and everyone's wearing the sort of long cloaky sort of stuff anyway. Whereas in this, you're the only one with a hood. Yeah, you do look quite strange <laughs> and a bit metallic. No it's, one else is wearing a suit of metal. It's pretty much just like Sam Fisher's ridiculous lights on his head in the yeah. dark. It's, it's, it's a like... little, you know. You could just say to every guard in the city, it's like, yeah, you see a dude with a hood. I don't care who it is, if he's got a hood, kill him. It's yeah. gonna be our guy. And they just don't, yeah. It's, so there's a bit of a thing. And the, I like, I, quite, I haven't quite understood the point in it yet, but I'm doing the glyph things as well. Oh yeah, well that, yeah. Which are kind of cool, some of them. I think they started off better than what they, than what they drifted into, because most of them just end up being sort of like hot or cold games. Like, push the button here, please. Yeah. Some of them do try and challenge you a little bit better by searching for a certain point of the image, and it won't tell you when you're nearby. Oh, I remember this stuff. Unless yeah. you can spot them. And there's the, the cool ones where it's like, what's the common theme between five of these pictures yeah. out of eight and stuff? And they're, they're, you know, they're, they're quite inventive. Cool. And the way they twist history is really clever. Yeah. It's like they thought about how to make this somewhat believable. Like yeah. There's a storyline about... A piece of uh, Eden, isn't it? There's yeah. Like controlling there's a, there's a, yeah. flow of history. There's a story, There's a bit where they sort of hint on about Tsar Richard the something third, I think maybe, of Russia, and it's like, yeah, he was loved and in true power until he lost his piece of Eden in revolution. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, that kind of actually did happen. Yeah, well. it's, <laughs> it's kind of cool. So it's it's a neat twisting. Although giving Gandhi one is perhaps a little bit of an oversight. Yeah, yeah, but... yeah. But. Oh, what do you think of the ridiculous, like, every time there's a new, like, character, uh, he gets a bio in your thing, and it's read by that guy. Sometimes. Or <laughs> well, not every read. time, there's a, there's but a, it's there's like... A, there's a few that are read. It's like, Rodrigo Barbario or something. Yeah. <laughs> some of the cut of those bios are quite funny, because it's yeah. like, she had no impact on history. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's like, okay, okay. Don't, don't care then. Yeah. Commits the murdering. What do you think of that guy, the uh, Balboni, the, the the guy played by Danny Wallace, or whatever. oh, he's all right. He's a bit right. snarky. Yeah. yeah, I think he's supposed to be a character you sort of don't like, you know, because he yeah. car- he carries himself like that. Yeah, I think that's why you don't like him. Because I don't think you're supposed to. No, I know. It's just I don't know. 
Anyway, it's fine. It's all yeah, good. That's all right. I'm going to carry on with that. So, sorry cool. for inflicting more Assassin's Creed talk on the listeners. It's okay. I wanted your perspective anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, it's basically agreement. Fancy that. Cool. <laughs> Anything else before Battlefield? You know, I'm not sure there is. I think cool. that's been, I've been playing more Connect stuff, but the same Catch same old stuff. Time, but, yeah, really. nothing really new. Okay. Zach, you've been playing anything other than Battlefield? Yes, because I was, like, virtually two weeks before that actually came out. So there was plenty of time to do other things. Cool. <coughs> like, I was messing around with Minecraft again, because I was trying to find more more interesting things to do. So it's like, I downloaded an awesome mod called Buildcraft, which basically gives you sort of semi-industrial applications in Minecraft, mm-hmm. where you can, like, build automated mines and... And like pumps that transport stuff between crates and things. Pump. Okay. So you have like pipe networks that can do various things. It's actually kind of awesome for just doing weird automated systems. And you you get a variety of different machines that you can run off these different pumps. And you know, then the higher, like more complicated they are, the more ridiculous resources they take. But obviously, now that you have these like automated mining systems and stuff, it's slightly easier to get the resources. <laughs> so it's like you you start off with basically the first you get like you get a like a simple wood pump basically, which runs on nothing. It just runs on the redstone current, like the other machines in Minecraft do. But that can only pump stuff along pipes. It can't run in any of the machines. Mm. And then you get the uh, steam engine, which is made out of rock, basically, and that can ru- that runs on coal or any fuel. So, you, uh, so you could that's what that that can power the machines, like the automated mining equipment. Okay, where basically you just stick a mining thing down, and it digs a vertical hole straight down from where it is, and then it hits the bottom of the map. Which that, I mean, that's obviously only one square, so that's not very much. But, so what I did, so obviously, if you want to make a mineshaft, you can just move it and dig, like, yeah. each and in turn. And the advantage of that one is that it also leaves, like, a pillar, like a sort of meta- sort of girder. <laughs> like, what, like what, that was where the drill was. So it, it basically, the hole it digs is filled. So, you, so you, it's not just a giant pit that you fall into and die. <laughs> What's it filled with then? Oh. Those poles. Oh right. It leaves the like a girder where its drill bit, I guess, was behind, and then you can just knock those out. So you, that lets you basically dig a big shaft, and then you can knock those poles out and build a staircase in it ah. without just having a giant hole that you fall into. <laughs> oh, cool. Which is kind of handy. But then there's also the more advanced version of the mine automatic mining, where you get a quarry, where instead of setting up this one thing and then it digging the hole and then you knock the thing out and then you go into the hole. You you use these, like, marker posts to designate an area and then it builds a scaffolding and then it automatically just mar- surface mines, takes out every single square all the way down to the bottom of the map and it digs a giant, as big as, you can do huge areas at once. Cool. And obviously that needs more power or whatever. And it also more just coal. it also deposits into a pipe, so you can just have it automatically put stuff into a chest. Everything it mines, and the, also the pipes, depending on what mat- material they're made of, can have various functions. Like iron pipes are more like one way junctions, where everything that goes in only goes out one exit. Right. And then if you if you go up to like diamond pipe, you you basically each direction is assigned a color, and then if you right click on it, it opens a grid and you can put different resources in each of the slots and then that designates which resource goes into which coloured 
exit of that pipe. So you can basically also source into separate chests for all wow. your resources. Sweet. So it's pretty awesome. And there's also the the last type of pump is the combustion engine, which runs on either lava or oil, which is a new resource which they which has been put into the landscape generation, or fuel, which is like refined oil. So you can basically use a pump to suck oil up and then put it into a little refinery square which turns it into fuel. <laughs> and then you can run the pumps. And the fuel is better, more efficient yeah. than just oil. Yeah, more more effective. But those pumps also need water cooling. So you have to set up another pump that pumps water out of the lake into it to cool the engine while it's running. Presumably the pump that's pumping water doesn't need cooling because it's pumping water. Well, no, you can... Cause the you have to cool itself. The engine is separate from the pump, so you, theoretically you can have a combustion engine running. Because what you can actually do is just loop it back onto itself. Like, make the make the, make the the combustion engine that's... Because they make a lot of power. And you can build what are called conductive pipes, which is basically cabling. <laughs> it's just you turn a normal pipe into a conductive pipe, and that lets you transmit power instead of items or liquids. So you can run a conductive pipe off the engine back to its own water pump. So it runs its own its own cooling system, <laughs> which is kind of nice. But yeah, it's a co- quite a complicated mod for, and it works really like surprisingly well. You wouldn't have thought because like when you're pumping like items or or blocks, I guess, out of a chest like like stone blocks or whatever, mm. you actually see them travelling along the pipes and stuff. And you wouldn't have thought that would work so well, because normally it's like when you destroy something in Minecraft, the thing pops out and it just sort of sits there, <laughs> and then you pick <laughs> it up. But it actually has this whole ridiculous system to have it literally appear in the pipe network, and you can see it travelling along, and all that kind of stuff. And there's other weird automated systems where you can, like, create a blueprint by putting up those scaffold, those markers again, mark out a zone, build something in that zone, mm. and then have it, like, record that layout of blocks, and then it creates you a little blueprint, and then you can use that to duplicate that again anywhere by marking out a new area. <laughs> yeah. So it's, oh. like, automatic building. So I've been messing around with that. It's actually kind of awesome. So this is, like, a, a mod for Minecraft? Yeah. And it's free? Yeah. And you just... Just install it into the... Into the... How popular is it, then? Well, it seems to be, it seems to be like, well, I mean, this is another thing that I pulled off IRC where it's like several people have been messing around with it like that. I need more interesting Minecraft shit, why not? There's also another one that one, one of the guys have been talking about called, uh, Equivalent Exchange, which is basically this weird kind of alchemy mod where you can start doing even more ridiculous shit where it's like, accumulate a giant huge pile of stone and then you can turn that into a diamond or whatever. Uh. But that starts to get really, that gets quite really ridiculous because that goes, that introduces a lot of stuff beyond Minecraft's resources, right? It's like, if you combine a shit ton of diamonds together, you can make a dark matter and then, <laughs> and then all this other kind of weird shit and philosopher's stones. And, and then I was like, oh, maybe I don't want that one. That's a bit too insane. Yeah, that's a bit. <laughs> I'll just stick with the pipes. That's kind of cool. I wonder if you could combine it. Well, can apparently have, they are compatible. Like alch- alchemic buildcraft. Apparently they are compatible. And like the philosopher's stone, it's supposedly, it's like, you can use, it's a resource that's used in crafting, but it doesn't get used up, because it's a philosopher's stone, obviously. Summon wizards. And then you can do it, you can, apparently that is compatible with the buildcraft system, because you can have it, like, if you just put it in a chest next to the thing that requires it, it automatically knows, rather than you having to put it in manually or whatever. You can do automatic crafting in buildcraft as well, which is kind of funny. 
So it's like, here's a chest and you just shovel your wood in it and then a pub automatically sucks the wood out, puts it into a crafting table, automatically turns it into planks and then pops it into another crafting table and automatically turns it into something else made out of wood. Beds. Yeah. <laughs> automatically make a... Although, factory. <laughs> the, the thing about that is it's like, as awesome as that is, there's not really anything that you need to make that much That of much of, of yeah. <laughs> Like, well, I can make a million billion pigs. <laughs> How useful. Planks, is it, I suppose, isn't it? Well, yeah, but that's just like a one-step procedure. <laughs> it's like, yeah. that's almost not worth bothering. Yeah. Yeah, they're not save some time. I made an automatic tree farm. For, uh, yeah, bookcases, for I guess, is library. kind of a good one. Because those are, those are kind of tedious to make. Especially with the... Because the automatic crafting tables, you... Make you <laughs> make crafting tables. You put the thing, you put the resources in the crafting table as if you were going to make it, and then that's like the blueprint. So it automatically knows what it's trying to make oh, from then on. So yeah, but yeah, not many things that I can think of that you'd actually want to make huge quantities of. I made a tree farm. That's my that's my best achievement so far is making because there's basically there's a, another type of automatic building thing where instead of using blueprints, it just uses generic shapes where it's like empty this area of blocks or fill this area of blocks or whatever. So you can actually do it with trees, which I found was kind of awesome, where you can use the fill this area of blocks and put a sapling in there. And because saplings can't be planted in midair, obviously, it just covers the whole floor with saplings. Mm. And then you wait a while for something to turn into trees and then you use empty this area of blocks and it just disassembles all the trees back into, into, their, into wood and more saplings. So you can basically just have those blocks get scooped up by pipes, looping that ground, and automatic tree farm. You just turn it on, and then it automatically plants all the trees, and then you come back in a day or two, turn it on again, it automatically harvests all the trees. So you get wood out of it. Yeah. So it's like a managed forest. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's actually pretty sweet. It saves a lot of time in terms of getting wood for trees. And because the because you can run that on a coal-burning engine, you can turn wood into coal. Ah. So it's like infinite it coal, itself. basically. So yeah, that was pretty sweet. Crazy. I think in this, this might be, I might finally like get to go and see interesting shit in the Never and stuff because I'd actually like, I can actually get some diamonds now with like less effort because I can just set up a giant quarry that just strip mines the entire place. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll probably be quite, quite easy to get some, some of the higher quality resources. So what does Notch think of Buildcraft? I don't know. I, don't, I haven't seen him any comments from. I mean, I, I'm not paying that much attention to his Twitter or whatever, so <laughs> I haven't noticed him. But I mean, that that kind of thing is kind of... I don't know if it's... whether he'd have a problem with it in the setting or whatever. Yeah. Whereas, like, Minecraft is meant to be this weird medieval... Yeah, or <laughs> dragons shit in future. Yeah, so I don't know. But it's, uh, presumably, if, if mod support remains similar, it can easily be put into the final version of Minecraft, whatever that will be. Mm -hmm. 1.9. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> What's the release date? 11th of November. Okay. Well, they've got like two weeks. Yeah, maybe. Less right. than that. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've been playing anything else? I'm trying to remember if there was anything else TF2 before. Halloween update? Did no, I didn't play that. We, we, yeah. <laughs> skipped on that one. We saw it Hasn't it been crashing a lot lately? Yeah, there was yeah. that the previous patch that made it crash all the time. Yeah. The anniversary patch was a bit of a disaster. Oh, yeah, I guess we did play that quite a lot. Yeah, we played the anniversary stuff, but we talked about it last time. Mm, did we? Sure. I can't remember. They fixed that, mostly. Yeah, it, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was like every five minutes. <laughs> it was just crash outright. So, yeah. That's all you've been playing? Mm. Minecraft? Surely you've been playing other shit. You must be yeah, playing more than Minecraft. <laughs> you would have thought so. I'm trying to remember what else. 
There was. Torchlight. Oh yeah, that's right. I did do quite a lot more of Torchlight. Yeah, you were saying about that last time. Yeah. I, did, I continued playing that quite a bit more. My character made it to level 100, so I made that, but I'm still only at 80-something. And as I was saying to Rob, I think, I think yeah, I think this is why I remember this, because I said to Rob specifically, where it was like, or was it you? It might be Dan, actually. I can't remember. I was talking to one of you about it, and how I was saying, Because like, we're so interchangeable. <laughs> well, it, for a change, I actually saw Dan during the week this week, so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> what? Because he gave me that lift to the doctors. Oh, yeah. 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 But yeah, I, I was saying about. <laughs> the clinic. About how Torchlight is like, after you reach level 100, the enemies keep levelling up. And it's getting to the point where there's certain enemy attacks that just kill me outright. Except, it's not, because it's a random system. Sometimes they do no damage, sometimes I block it, and sometimes it just outright kills me. Mm. (laughs) And it's like, the outright killing is like maybe 20% of the time. So if I can avoid the attacks most of the time, it's okay. But when you just do die, it's it's really annoying, because it's like, well, I guess I just have to respawn and run all the way back to where I was. <laughs> yeah, you were telling me. Yeah, it was you. Okay. <laughs> yep, yep. So yeah, cool. It's getting to be a bit of a hassle. I wish there. I wish you. I don't know why the why you, there is a level cap even because <laughs> it's not exactly a complicated level up system. It's like every time you level up, you get five stat points and one skill point. <laughs> it's like they, they that could have happened for infinite. They could have just made it endless in a way. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it's like has to be um, capped because of MMO reasons. No. Exactly. So all I've been doing is just uh, my 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 stupid like stupid goal, my totally unnecessary. I'm going to do this because it's dumb goal in Torchlight was crafting the perfect gems, where it's like because of the stupid gem system in Minecraft where you get you get shitty gems. Torchlight. You... Yeah. <laughs> Torchlight. It's the same thing. Gems. Terraria. <laughs> it's all the same. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's really like, not. It's like it's you more get like Diablo. you get two of two of the shitty gems, combine them together, and it makes the next level. And then you get two of the next level, and combine them together, and it makes the next level. Except that they, there's a lot of levels in of gem in Torchlight, so you can, tons. Yeah, so I've been going for the perfect ones, which is the equivalent of combining like a thousand and twenty-four shitty gems or something. <laughs> if you if you did the maths. But eventually you start finding the slightly better ones. Yeah, you do occasionally find the slightly better ones, and that's nice, because it lets me skip a bit on the combining shit together. And, no, it, does, and it does help keep your inventory size down. <laughs> Except, as usual, my classic problem in any game like this is all my characters are just are just carrying tons of shit constantly. It's like, <laughs> I've got one person who only carries guns, and then one person who only has the swords, and then one person who only has the pistol. Because <laughs> I can't ever throw anything away. Anything that's yellow, I must keep it forever. <laughs> if it's yellow, it's mine. Yeah. I think I'm finally broke, because we went back to Guild Wars for a bit, didn't we? And I, I sort of looked at half of my inventory and went, why the fuck am I carrying this shit? And just basically got rid of it all. <laughs> yeah. Got that. Yeah. That's made... It's made... It's like Guild Wars has sort of this, a similar problem, except it's sort of exacerbated by the fact that... Because you can use the expert salvage kits to pull the... Parts of a weapon that gives them the bonus stats off. Yeah. Then you keep those, but then there's two of those per one weapon. (laughs) So you almost get twice as many pieces of crap that you're carrying around. (laughs) So yeah, that's the same thing on Guild Wars. All my characters just have full inventories because they're all carrying various bits and bobs that I might put on something at some point. I need at some time. (laughs) And I was carrying all the collector shit for a very long time, and then 
sort of dawned on me the other day. So we never actually, because like, I started doing it thinking, well, maybe I'll actually have the stuff for a collector. But by the time you've got enough stuff for a collector earlier that you, that you came across earlier on, you don't care anymore because you've moved further in the game. Yeah, and the stuff that they have is no longer relevant to yeah, you. Yeah, so it's like, fuck it, sell it. <laughs> yeah. sell it and, and plus which those collector things always are like, you have to have so many of whatever they want. Yeah. Like eight of this thing, and it just doesn't draw enough. You wouldn't normally find them in just traversal of the game, really, would you? You'd have to be grinding for them. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's not worth it. And a lot, uh, and doubly weirdly, uh, there was some update quite a long time ago in Guild Wars where a lot of the collectors in the world just don't have anything on them any longer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there's, still, there's still armour. Most of the ones that gave you armour still have armour, but like a lot of them used to give you like weapons, but they just got rid of those. Plus, I've got some sweet tats now. That's <laughs> true. You became Tattoo Monk. I've got, I got a... No, I, I, I'm shirtless with a blood-red dragon tat. Yeah, you didn't get the full-body tattoo. No, I, I didn't go whole hog. I thought I should better wear some trousers. I wasn't naked, monk. That was going to be funny. <laughs> I, didn't, I wasn't going to be a naked monk. I'm, I'm, I'm not quite that bad. You know, I, I, I sort of draw the line at fighting in my boxes. <laughs> it's hilarious. It, it is pretty funny, but, you know... It's my character, man. I'm gonna, I'd rather be cool than awesome <laughs> than hilarious. And like some WoW characters I've seen with like bright green hats of satellite dishes stuck on the side. <laughs> Apparently that shit exists. I'm sure. Speaking of which, what do you think of the new update that's coming? Uh, pandas. Pandaria. Or something. I don't know. I think it looks... Ninja pandas. It looks fine. I mean, I don't play well, but I, people shouldn't complain so much. No, I think it's alright. I yeah. think it sort of mixes things up, which the is what the universe like that needs. It's kind of cool, yeah. yeah. It is Kung Fu Panda, isn't it? Yeah. A little, yeah, a little bit. In MMO form. A little bit of mixing in a bit of Jade Empire-iness is fine by me. I think it was a bit... Speaking of which, they should like reboot that. Bioware are still have said like I think it came up with a post fairly recently on Joystick yeah. or something that someone asked them about it and Bioware basically said yeah we're still quite passionate about it we'll do something at some point Sweet. you know in a very unofficial kind of not announcement sort yeah, of way right, so yeah. may, we may see it return yeah. in a million years yeah at some point one cool. million years along with all those other things that people want forever and we could spend the last <laughs> half an hour getting the inevitable so out of the like so I just just Quickly talk about Deus Ex. Yeah. Oh, I've yeah. been playing a little bit of... I haven't played much, because... No. But I basically, I've, I've been doing that bit... Uh, the docks. Yeah, the whole docks. So I did the whole... So I went to Hegshar again, and I, I managed... I figured out how to save Malik. So yeah, I've right. done that stuff. <laughs> what, what, was, what was the actual trick, or was it just a matter of just killing all the things? Well... Yeah, you, you're right. You do have to get the uh, the heavy rifle dudes, basically. Right. But the the, the 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 cool trick is that if you so if you go up on the right hand side, you can get up on a dumpster and get a hut up high quite quickly. Right. Yeah. And then you can kill like you can kill one guy straight off, and then the two guys are next to each other, so you can do the double takedown. Okay. And then if you hop off, you're at just the right time for when the uh, robot comes out of its box. And they just so you throw you throw EMP grenade, and the key thing is that when it explodes, it kills one of the heavy rifle guys. Right. standing right there so then all you have to do is run over and get the other one and I find that even though I was going lethal like it's actually easier to just use the taser gun because it takes them out in one hit so you don't have to worry about trying to get them in the head while you're running around right. so I mostly just use the taser thing for that whole bit and once you've got that guy you're basically done there's a couple of like snipers that you can take out but at that point she's fairly safe right okay. yeah so that, that's basically the tactic run around like a madman uh, but yeah, I think that two in one of the robot and the heavy gunner on that side is like the the key to it, really, uh, to making sure she doesn't die. But yeah, 
but it's pointless. I did that. <laughs> anyway, and then and there's a dun- a dungeon. They're sort of like dungeons, aren't they? I don't know. I guess. Yeah, so th- then there's a dungeon under in the sewers, isn't there, or whatever. Uh, with with the yeah the car park, and then that followed straight on with a with an area. Uh, you go straight after that to the docks, yeah. thing, and that whole section, and then immediately after that, uh, yeah, you've started on the ship or whatever, and you've been in that coma or whatever. Yeah, you get in the stasis pod thing. <laughs> oh oh yeah, you stasis pod, and then you end up in a, another an, another dungeon, effectively. <laughs> so basically, it's like three dungeons in a row. Well, it's because there's. I mean, there isn't really. They're, those two, the two city areas. That's basically it. And, you know, they're not that open yeah. even. Yeah, but they've got side quests and stuff. It's, it's nice to have a bit of a break sometimes, and I, I like the way the Deus Ex does that. And this has been a bit full on for a while, but I'm sure it'll be fine. But um, that docks area, I really liked. It's getting to the stage where all the elements have come together, and there's lots of different passages underneath it, and like loads of security bots and cameras and dudes everywhere and you're getting to the point where you've got enough organs that you can get pretty good at taking them out stealth style or there's all kinds of different ways of doing that whole section and it's like yes this is proper deus ex i don't know i found that there was so many guys in that in, in particular the last dock build, that dock building yeah there were so many guys in there i was just like i'm just i can't stealth kill them i just have to totally avoid everything I'm like, as, soon as, like, as soon as you take one of them out, someone's going to notice the body before you can move it. <laughs> well, that's what I thought initially. I was like, okay, I'll try tranking them from above or whatever. But then they always notice. Yeah. So I was like, well, there's got to be another way of doing it. So I went down below and then there's a fucking camera there. Yeah. And then eventually I found a way, because I have the cloak thing. So I found a way over and there's a, there's a security room that you wouldn't have noticed before where you can turn off that camera. Oh, yeah, I went in there start. eventually. <laughs> yeah, eventually you find these rooms and then it's like... Oh, okay. Now I can do them individually. Uh, as long as they're at this end of the thing, I can I can grab them and then I can get them. And all. there's a robot in there as well, of course, which never helps. Is there? Yeah, it's in the middle of the room. It drops through the fucking skylight when you enter that room. Oh, I missed that. Well, maybe it didn't. I went up and saw I, the I skylight. Don't know, from I the don't back. know if there is a if there is some kind of trigger, but as, most of the time, it's like I think the first time I went in there, it didn't. And then when I did it every time after that, for some reason, it just came through the ceiling. Oh, I'm just like, and I never understood why that was because I was I was still stealthed. There was no yeah. alarm or anything. It's like <laughs> suddenly this robot just gets dropped through the skylight. It's like, well, that's an efficient delivery system. <laughs> skylight for no apparent reason. <laughs> bizarre. I didn't see that bit at all. You, you did see. You mentioned that to me before, and I'm just like, what? What? <laughs> I saw the skylight, like I went up and looked down. Well, because you like... could totally use that skylight to do an Icarus take now, where you jump through it when two guys are next to each other and then stun them. Oh, with can you? Oh, that's sweet. I, yeah, I should have thought. See, there's so many things that you can do. But the, the trouble with that do. is that you can do that, but then there's still like six other things. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but you'd do that if you were in the super combat mode. Yeah. Or you could just cloak straight afterwards, I guess, and then run around and kill a couple. I'm more and more convinced that you can do, because that because uh, looking at the augments, like, I'm totally specced against doing combat. Yeah. But, I mean, the dermal, the armour thing is automatic, so you don't have to activate it like you used to, well, and yeah. it basically reduces the damage dealt to you by half, for hmm. a start. And then I noticed that the rebreathing thing that lets you go through gas also increases your stealth, uh, uh, your, your sprint duration. Yeah. So you can in, in, increase your sprint dura- duration by like 10 seconds. Or Considering how shitty it was to start with, that's, yeah, that's but, just like getting up to norms for anything. Yeah, but it becomes viable then. And then you've got, you know, aim stabilisation and everything. I, sh- I think you could do it. <coughs> I'm convinced you could do it. I'm still not convinced style. that you'd be able to absorb enough damage, even with the demo upgrades. Yeah, well, you'd have to see. It would be, you know, it would be like playing, you know, Gears of War on, on 
hardcore or whatever, where you yeah, don't maybe. die fairly fast. But uh, or what's a good example? Halo's not a good example because even on <coughs> you don't die that fast. But then you I die, guess you Call die of, pretty fast. Yeah, I guess Call of Duty. Yeah, it's more, it'd yeah. be like Call of Duty, where, where you die fairly quick. Uh, but yeah, I think it's still possible. But I, I, I'm enjoying playing it with stealth. I don't, I don't get how you managed to do it without the bloody cloak because I use it constantly. <laughs> My only problem with that is that that you have to the batteries. Know, yeah, the battery <laughs> situation where you can't do anything after the cloak. Um, uh, immediately after the cloak, so you have to sort of cloak into an area and then wait to recharge. So eat some uh, yeah, or eat some Mars bars <laughs> or something, and <laughs> run out there and stab people. But I'm enjoying it more. Uh, and, uh, but like at the end of that sequence, it's all very cool. And then I placed the bomb and stuff, and it was like story element or whatever. And it's like, oh, okay, that was kind of cool action sequence. And then it's like, okay, so Tracer, Tom getting on the boat. I thought when you described it that like that might be a cool like nod to the previous game, but it's like so cheesy and obvious <laughs> yeah. that it's like really dumb. And then and then he like goes, oh right, I'm. I'll get you in this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going now. <laughs> yeah, but it's like. What? It's like it's like it's always the same sort of way as like Half Life Two, where you get yeah. in the thing in the Citadel, and it's like, why would you do that? You're just locking yourself into this thing, <laughs> which is clearly going to go yeah. badly for you. Well, at least with that, there's like no other way to go. Well, like, true. It's like, oh, okay. But in the Deus Ex one, that's where that DLC comes in, and apparently, yeah, I know. like they open up the pod, they find you, and it's like, well, duh. Well, they would, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know, and. How does he even know that that pod is... Because does it, like, regenerate him? Because he gets hurt by that explosion, right? Yeah, but, I mean, he's a, he can regenerate him as much as he wants, really. Well, that's true, that's true. I don't know. It's weird, because in the screenshots I've seen of the DLC, he's, like, really bloody and fucked up. Yeah, I think that's, like, the, when they find him, when it's, they, like, they uh, torture him or whatever. Ah, uh, I see. And steal all his stuff, <laughs> of course. Uh, <laughs> so you don't sense. have all your equipment. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> I'm wondering whether to go in and play the DLC now at this point, but I can't really be bothered. I'm just going to play through the game, mm. I think. It's not really worth it having the continued, no continuous story. I mean, it's, it's because it, it, it's because it was continuous anyway. Yeah, it's like if you didn't know that you woke up you and then there was this other DLC bit, you just wake up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, but it's like that was cool, and then what the fuck, basically. <laughs> so and and uh, not. I think the last points. base that you that base that they take you to in the, from the status spots, that bit's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I like I like that base. Cool. Right? Yeah, I'm going to enjoy this. I'm looking forward. Apart to from the base. boss at the end of it, of course. Right. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll look forward to that. I've got I, I've, I've got enough space in my inventory for a fucking laser rifle now, so I've got, I've got the typhoon system and the laser rifle, so I think I'll be all right. Uh, one other thing, it's just that the orangeness of the world, you don't even notice that after a while. No. It's like, it works. It's not as ridiculous as people no. say <laughs> I mean, if you look at it objectively, like you go away and you come back, it's like, oh my God, everything's orange. But then it, once you're into it, it's like, you don't even notice. Mm. Like, it just looks cool. Right, okay. Battlefield 3. Future is yellow. <laughs> right. Battlefield 3, the future is blue. Like, every other future fucking warfare game. Blue and orange. Like, except for Call of Duty, I suppose future is green in that. You guys. The near future is green, the slightly further of our future is blue. And then the far future, away. when you're in the Matrix, is green again. Unless yeah. you're outside the Matrix, in which case it's blue. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can pretty much say that orange have got the wrong marketing line. <laughs> <laughs> the future isn't fucking orange unless you're in Deus Ex. I wanted orange. You gave me lemon lime. <laughs> anyway. Well, that's green yeah. and yellow. That's true. <laughs> right, yes. That's um, orange. Zach and Rob, you have both, Hello. You have both <laughs> been playing the latest and greatest online shooter. Butterfield. <laughs> Butterfield. Discuss. 
I honestly don't know where to begin because my opinions are so mixed. I have I have problems, but they're very specific. Okay, let's problems. just talk about how how long it took me to get the game fucking working. Let's talk let's talk about origin that long in yeah. that element okay. as well. Okay, let's fuck the game because a crucial part of the game is the origin and battle log. If you okay, caveat number one: we're doing PC. We haven't done the console versions, which are a very different beast. And apparently. I did see from the from the videos of the console versions. I was actually surprised that. They, it literally has a server browser. It's almost a better server browser than the PC one because it's in the game and it's just a normal <laughs> server list with like pings and shit. True, but you can yeah, you can see ping times, which I well, can't. You, you can't see ping times. You, they have little. Oh, yeah, that's they have still an improvement over what I get, which is just a little dash. <laughs> but it's like it's like it's in the console game, but it's not in the PC game. It's in a browser. <laughs> it's like that is totally inverted. It's. It's a bit weird. I'm still not convinced by the browser-based battle log. I think they could have easily done it in-game or through some lit, you know, tie into Origin a bit more. They I don't mind. Have... I don't mind the server browser part so much as uh, so much as like the party system and well, shit that's yeah. just completely fucked. All the things we talked about in the beta about the actual web browser stuff not working in several ways is still true. The party stuff doesn't work. Invites don't work. <laughs> At least the party stuff doesn't um, work for me and Rob, apparently. I've never get seen it work. When I was playing with the, uh, these other guys, there was like another eight people who were forming a party or whatever, and they were like, I've sent you a, we're starting a party join, I've sent you a party join invite or something, and it's supposed to pop, in the, pop up in the game manager. And then I could, I could never see it. No, that never <laughs> no matter how many times they restarted it, it's like, well, I guess we'll go, and then Zegra doesn't have to follow us. <laughs> no, no, it, it doesn't even appear to be, for me at least, it doesn't appear to be a browser-related issue either, because I've tried using Battlelog in IE, yeah. as, a, as opposed to my Chrome like I normally And I'm sure it. at least um, half of these guys can't be using anything other than Chrome. Yeah. I don't receive any invite of any kind. unless, And the only way I can see parties is if I manually refresh a page yeah. after creating one. And even then it's hard to see when people have joined or left. It doesn't seem to keep up with that. Um, it's just a bit of a mess. In terms, the actual website content is pretty much fine. The stat tracking is really quite awesome. Plus sort of way the, the way you see your broken stat as usual. Yeah, but the way you see your generally, it's pretty good. Yeah, I have to say the sort of layout of the site is good. The direct link to the forums from the same website is pretty slick. You know, it's quick to get to if you want to look for a question. The forum search actually seems to produce relevant results, which is like something to be said about forum searching. Um, <laughs> Probably because most of the themes are about bugs, I suppose. <laughs> so if you're searching, there's a lot of the posts yeah. If you're searching that. for a bug, there's a lot of info about it. Um, yeah, it's it's got its good things, but as a general way of using the game, it is oh, Q join. Q join doesn't seem is a bit weird as well because some people claim it exists. Well, apparently, and... it's broken, and they that's why it doesn't exist yet. Oh, okay. Apparently, they need to actually fix it. Yeah. Before they can turn it on. Yeah, Q join would be amazing. It, it's essential. That would help for the parties. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't had matchmaking work. Partly because I've only tried it once. I never... And that was early today so. when Dad was here and it never succeeded. <laughs> that so, was what happened to me in the beta one. The couple of times I tried using the quick match button. Yeah, it doesn't work. Um, yeah. So I the, my, the installation process I felt was a bit weird as well. <laughs> that was kind of funny. You, you put the discs in and Origin takes over after a while. Well, the first thing that happened was that Origin complained, you need a new version of Origin. And instead of it updating itself like Steam does, it forced me to go to the website and get hold of it. So it's oh, like... Well, my one, I, I'd already uninstalled Origin after the beta, and it just installed Origin off the disk. 
and I didn't get any of that. So it didn't even try to install Origin off the disc. It told me to go to the website, so I had to go to the website. Maybe you could installed it, and then maybe it would have. Yeah, maybe. But it's still a bit weird. It's yeah. like I left it on in, in sort of like <laughs> yeah, in preparation. Yeah, thinking oh, I won't take this off. I'm going to need it. Um, yeah, so that did, that was a bit weird. Also, the, the download was a bit confusing. Well, I, I it was the download. It was the, the download. Trick. Yeah, Origin says I'm downloading this game. I'm like, what? What? I've got the discs in the drive. What the fuck are you doing? And then you realise it's downloading it like. 8 megs a second. <laughs> yeah, 8 megabytes a second on my puny 6 megabit broadband. And it's like, that's impressive. Oh, wait, it must be streaming off the DVD. But it's just called it a download for some reason. Yes. Um, uh, it was a bit confusing how the... It, it, even though on the when the game installs and the first thing pops up saying what the disc allows, it says you've got the back to Karkand and it says you've got the physical warfare pack, but then you have to redeem it separately. Yeah, there's codes. Yeah, which is a bit weird. Um Physical uh, back to Karkin isn't even out yet. No. So that whole thing about pre-order bonus is well, that everyone gets anyway. In fairness, yeah, is a bit shit because it's not even out. So it's weird because the, the marketing says like, oh, it includes this, includes this, and it's like, no, it doesn't. Not yet. Well, they technically it includes a. It's like it's not much different from including a code for a DLC on like Xbox Live or whatever. Apart from normally they exist at the same time. Pretty, yeah, a majority of cases. They or you could consider it to be like one of these, like, Call of Duty Elite or whatever, where you're buying into future DLC. Yeah. <laughs> so they didn't really say that it was going to be future DLC. No, they, they, everyone was under the assumption it was just going to come out. Um, speaking of which, the PS, there's been some controversy over the PS3 version. <laughs> yeah, Because it was supposed to come with a free copy of 1943. Um, oh, yeah. And didn't. Didn't. And they didn't tell anyone. <laughs> Which is shocking. <laughs> that, that's truly awful. Um, secondly, the activation servers were messing up for the first three or four days since the American launch. <laughs> Naturally. Um, so I couldn't activate the game on the first night it launched. Well, my one did something really weird. It's like, I, I, I just let you in. Yeah, I installed it off the disk. I ran it. I, it brought up the activation program where it's like, check the date. And then I pressed it and it was like, go. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, so you even so passed I, the release date check. It, like, yeah. It's like it thinks you're in America or well, something. No, but it got worse because I passed the release date, release date check and I tried playing for a while, but then there was also problems with Punkbuster where it was basically kicking you every two minutes. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Because <laughs> Punkbuster was fucked as always, as it often is, as it has been in every Battlefield game, basically. Yeah, you're still <laughs> using Punkbuster. Yeah. yeah. So it, haven't got like a dice anti cheat or something. No. <laughs> yeah. So it kicked you out every two minutes, and then there was various people suggesting various solutions to this Punkbuster problem about like manually installing Punkbuster and downloading a proper making version sure and... it's turned on in the game option. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which that I thought would be something you wouldn't need to have control over. Yeah, that kind of thing. But then one of the one of the things that someone said was like use the repair in Origin to repair the the game files because then it will realise that Punkbuster isn't installed. Properly. Right. So I went and clicked on that and I pressed repair and it did it did something, it downloaded some more files. And then when I went to play it again, it brought up the release date check and said, Nope. And I was like, What? <laughs> I've literally just been playing this <laughs> And then it realised that I wasn't meant to be playing it and started saying no again. But then I just refreshed it several times and it was like, Oh well whatever and then just let me go again. <laughs> but I was like, What the fuck is going on? Oh, man, I didn't get any of that, it just said no. Fuck so off. somehow my broken installation was just letting me play it. <laughs> it's like, okay. That's quite funny. So, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, the other thing, uh, during the install, I got a bit excited because uh, after it had finished with the discs, it basically said, ready to play. 
Yeah. And then two seconds later went, downloading half a gigabyte of patch. Well, naturally. <laughs> it's just the fact that we went to ready to play stage. Surely, like, if it was Steam, it would know there was a patch to come. Like... Well, not necessarily, because Steam does sometimes take a while to realise that the game has to update. Much or right. sometimes in your system it just gets stuck and never updates. Yeah, that happened as well. <laughs> Although that's sorted itself out. But, yeah, that was... I don't know. The whole sort of getting started was a bit of a mess. It came live a day after the British... The, the, all the activation services got fixed a day later for, mm. for the Brits. But the British release date was a day later anyway than, it was, like, it Europe. Was, it was three days. Oh, yeah, the European release was the yeah day after us. And, of um, course, everyone was just spoofing it with proxies. <laughs> yeah. You don't even have to do anything complicated. You just go and make it, go into like Internet Explorer's options and make a LAN proxy. Make your LAN a proxy on a different, on like a Korean server. <laughs> and then it just goes, <laughs> and let you do it. There you go, it's released in America. Of course it is. <laughs> the codes aren't tied to region then. No, apparently. So, yeah. Bit of a disaster in terms of launches. But let's actually talk about the game. Yeah, that'd we? be good. I have very, very mixed opinions on it. Simply because, like, right, let's talk about the good. Um, graphically, friggin' in- unbelievable some of the stuff that it does. But we knew this from the beta when it worked. Well, yeah. But it's like... I haven't fallen through the floor yet, so I guess that's a good sign. <laughs> that's true. I haven't seen anyone fall through... I've seen someone in a beam of a building before, but... How did they manage um, to fix that in, like, a month? <laughs> it's like... Well, they said it was, they like, said they knew about it. Yeah, yeah they, they said they knew about that before the beta. Okay. But, yeah, no, uh, graphically, it is fucking impressive. I mean, it does make my system crumble, and I've got moderate graphics hardware, what is considered moderate graphics hardware. Tom, as I mentioned to you earlier, Tom's hardware guide has done a, an impressive um, lineup of graphics capabilities already on mm-hmm. Battlefield 3. So if you have any worries about your system, check that out first. Um, I'm running, for reference, I'm running a GTX 275, and it is pliable, but not at the resolution I would like it to be, and at medium settings. Um, and it runs pretty slick at that. Do you but, only have it at the lowest setting also because of that weird glitchy chug? Ah, uh, no. Uh, I haven't even got... Oh, wait. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> that was pretty atrocious. I talked about last that last podcast that I had a weird sort of... In flicker, like a lot of EA games or something. Yeah, like a flicker issue with EA games. Weirdly, I've managed to get around that in Need for Speed Hot Pursuit now. I just randomly played it the other day. And it started working. <laughs> turned it you on. didn't really get around it. It just worked. No, it just sort of worked. <laughs> I t- turned up the resolution thinking, oh, I could, surely... It, my system can do better than this there's no reason for it and just thought fuck it let's try it again and it worked perfectly unless that was because of the Battlefield beta drivers no 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 because I had that issue long before no but I meant you'd installed them since you'd last played Need for Speed oh that's true yeah maybe the Battlefield drivers actually fixed some of the EA's other games yeah (laughs) bizarrely but the new drivers don't work with my graphics card at all, really. Like, the, even the new official release of the NVIDIA drivers caused that weird flickering glitch. When I actually rolled back to drivers, the last actual driver release, before the Battlefield 3 beta drivers came out, so before NVIDIA had done anything to tweak their drivers for a Battlefield, right, yeah. it works so much better. I mean, that, that twitch is gone. Except you can still see it in the HUD. When you turn, the HUD sort of shakes like a mad fucker. <laughs> it's like, it's all jiggly. And it's weird. If you watch the game trailer's review, they have that problem as well. You can see the HUD twitch like a mad fucker. 
I'm not sure whether that's some because sometimes the HUD jiggling is intentional. Oh yeah, yeah no, definitely. There's a certain amount of it's supposed to have a certain oh, amount yeah. of sway. To I thought sort of, there, your, there was one movements. there was one case particularly that I noticed in the beta, which maybe I don't know whether that was just a beta y thing that maybe they needed to change. But when I was using one of the big heavy support guns, one of the box clips, when I auto fired it for nearly half clip, the HUD was literally nearly jiggling into the middle of the screen. It was like virtually <laughs> half the distance of the screen. Bits of the HUD were moving up and down. <laughs> That's, kind of, that's kind of cool, but kind of mental. It's uh, like, I think maybe that may be a bit too strong, I think. <laughs> I also have to commend, because, I, I, you know, I, I, I bring this up every now and then, but I love good sound design in games. And Battlefield's sound design is incredible. I can't get it to work in surround. Really? Which is just fucked. It's like, this game has awesome sounds, but it's only in stereo. What the shit? You know, I can really, I can't really notice on my rig. Well, anyway, no. But it's... But I can't, I don't think it, I can't see an option to turn it into surround. It has... It has enhanced stereo. It has hi-fi as its options, doesn't it? Like, the yeah. speaker setup has, like, hi-fi. It has, like, war video, war well, radio war tapes was from War tapes, war tapes from, was from Bad Company, though. That, that's basically just makes everything more dramatic-sounding. Really? <laughs> Supposedly. Hmm, it's what it did in Bad Company. Apparently it was awesome in Bad Company. <laughs> Might have to try it. But yeah, that's not... I thought it meant it sounded like ye olde war tapes. It's like black and white films. It was like fuzzy. They were like silent movie stuff. That'd be great if the screen then sort of blacks out and goes, ang. Yeah, that would be quite funny. Giant full screen caption. Yeah. Boom. Gunshot. But yeah, it's just like... Hideous choking sounds. Yeah. It's just like, it doesn't seem to have options for speakers. I mean, those, those options are just sort of audio effect options, really, aren't they? They're, yeah. It's sort of like the creative stuff. Where it's it's like, yeah, it's a cinema kind of, sound. It's sort of like a different, it, yeah, it tries to adjust the, uh, sort of, yeah, the ambience <laughs> and yeah. the EQ to suit your speaker system, which is nice that they added because, and it deserves it because, as I say, the sound is amazing. Yeah. It's properly realistic and, you know, it does the thing that I have a bigger problem with that a lot of games do, where the sound seems to get drop off very quickly with distance. Like someone over the other side of the room can sound quite quiet yeah. in a lot of video games. And it's like, why is that? I can sit at the other side of my living room and still hear the guy on the telly, you know, without it being dirt quiet. Yeah. Not dirt quiet. <laughs> <laughs> That's dirt quiet. <laughs> dirt, dirt, I just dirt is pretty quiet. Stationary dirt is quite quiet. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new phrase. It's a thing. It's dead. But yeah, when that uh, you can hear bullet shots from most of the way across the map. You can, but I still think the the drop off is still quite close when it changes to the further away sounding sound effect. Yeah, you're probably right, and it's a sharp change as well. It doesn't seem to have a gradual oh, what you mean? fade. Yeah, I suppose because they, they probably had to record two different sound effects because the sound that the, the, they probably just use a, a fixed yeah. echoey gunshot for certain distances. Yeah. Um, which is fine because it, it must be a really difficult thing to emulate that sound. Yeah, you don't really notice it unless you're unless unless you're not really doing any fighting. If you're just running from the rear to the front, you sort of notice when suddenly all the sounds change. There is there is a single glitch with the sound I noticed. Um, the only the only glitch with the sound I've noticed, in fact, is that if you've swim, been swimming through water or running fast through water, and you get out on the shore and you continue to run, the sloshing sound stays with you until you stop. <laughs> so you get out onto the land and you're running along and go slosh 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 <laughs> oh, yes, you're wet awesome. <laughs> but then you stop and you go and then you move again and it's like it's nice and quiet it's drained off while you're standing. It's, it's funny I, at first I thought oh, it's just because I'm near the beach and then I walked inland and it's like I'm quite a long way from the beach now weird 
Uh, yeah, so that's probably good. Um, and let's, what, what can we say about the gameplay? Und- it's, it, it is... In design and in execution, it is actually properly genius in terms of how you actually... The gameplay... I mean, it's Battlefield. Don't get me wrong. If you've played any of the previous games, you know exactly what to expect here. It hasn't changed. Well, so we haven't played Bay Company, so we didn't know that rush. Well, no, but <laughs> Battlefield 2 and 2142 and even 1942, it kind of apes those styles. And Rush is kind of cool. It mixes things up. I like it from... I actually quite like Rush. It's fine. Um, Battlefield diehards may have a bit of a problem well, with it. Well, the problem I have with it is, like... I have problems with the maps, where like like none of none of the sixty four player sized conquest maps are big enough, and some of them are actually really terrible. Mm. And and the rush maps are obviously kind of linear in their own way, which has like, has its own set of problems. The attack and defense and it, rush always depends a lot more on like the capability of your team. Where if you get just the right combo of people and Something. Sometimes it's really easy, and sometimes it's literally impossible to push. Team balance seems to be a bit of an issue in general. I think in that you know there seems to be quite a dramatic. It's hard to get a close game. I think in this, it's like they're either very swayed one way or the other. Well, close matches. I don't know. Rare. In conquest, they they can be quite quite close a lot of the time. Actually, to be fair, in conquest, I don't really barely notice the scores. <laughs> no, it just sort of ends, and it's like, oh, I lost. Yeah. I guess. What, you've got no real awareness of where the battle is Well, there's going. a little ticker on the bottom left-hand side of the screen above the shitty mini-map. And uh, the... Yeah, you don't really ever really pay attention to it. It's, it's mm. hard, it is hard to tell whether you're winning or losing as a general feel. You know, when Whereas you... in Rush, it's like, oh shit, we lost some objectives. It's like you have an immediate feed, feed, feedback of like, oh crap, we're being pushed back. Like TF2. Yeah. Yeah, but the it's like Rush is... Rush is either a complete, complete. Either the attackers never go anywhere, or they push most of the way. <laughs> There's not really any middle state. You very rarely pull it back at like the next point, unless it's some of the maps do like Metro. It's like the outside points are actually quite hard to push. But if you get into the tunnels, that makes it a lot easier because the map gets constrained, mm. and there's less places to hide and shit. <laughs> I think that's what I'd say. That first push on, it's like Metro is a really, I find that really annoying. It's like the first two points on Metro are easily the hardest ones. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So you virtually never see the rest of the map. Mm. But yeah, yeah that part Parkland rush point is pretty tough. And that, that whole area doesn't exist in Conquest, does it? No. That's my problem with, that's, that's my other problem with the Conquest maps is like they, they've made this, because there is a distinction between Conquest and Conquest Large, which is the 64 player version of the maps, basically. Mm. But the trouble is that even the 64 player versions of the maps are still way too small. Like that, the, pretty enormous. Not really. Like Caspian is probably the largest one there. Actually, no, Caspian is weird because it's, again, it's one of the largest levels, but it doesn't really play like it. No, well, all the points are actually quite close together. Yeah, <laughs> they're sort of clustered, and it's not too much of a hat. Although it's a quite a long way from your deployment, but you only really have to do that at the start of the game on that. Lad. Yeah, sort of. But you know the 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 Karg Island, the one with like the dockyards. Karg, Karg. The it's like you you have the dockyards, and you're really fighting in the container area yeah. most of the time. <laughs> you don't really very often fighting the officers, the construction areas. No, I quite like that level. But yeah, but that's still kind of small for a sixty-four player. Yeah, and if you it's, switch, it's a, it's a nice balance of light vehicle combat and a lot of infantry combat, though, which I like. 
Well, sort of. But the trouble is, if you go back, if you go down to the 32 player version of the, that map, there's only four capture points. It's like they remove a capture point if you go down to the smaller version. And it's already not that big. <laughs> How big are they compared to the Battlefield 2, the sort of the dam level or the, the, um, the, the big Similar, huge? actually. I'd, I'd say fairly similar. Mm, what was the maybe. biggest level in Battlefield 2? Was that beach one that got quite big? The <laughs> there was the big flat desert, but that doesn't really count. Oh, yeah. Was that in Battlefield 2? Oh, no, wait, that was in the Cold War. Yeah. yeah. And then, well, yeah. That was they, the... they remade that eventually in, in, in Battlefield 2. Like El Alamein, you mean? No, not El Alamein. The, the stupid drop was... zone level or whatever the fuck it was, where it was just basically a flat desert. No, that was it. idiotic. They wouldn't have put that in a real Battlefield no, game. I think they did, eventually. Like Wake, or <laughs> whatever, you know. They always put stupid shit in there eventually. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not convinced the maps are big enough for 64. Well, no, I don't think they're big enough even for small. I don't think even 32 people on the 64 player maps would. I just don't think they're big enough. God damn it. And, I think and a lot of the fights big enough. My bigger, uh, uh, I don't mind about the size. In, in some, a lot of the games, I still think they're a bit too big, a bit too sparse. But in the sort of classic Battlefield fashion. I think they're but too I, dense. My, I think my problem with it is is that when, when you do get on the larger maps and when you do play with a larger number of players, the number of blind kills that well, seem, that seem to happen against me but never bloody when I've got the fucking gun and I see someone is, um, you know, you, you can get shot from any angle. The cover isn't... I was trying to explain this to Dan earlier, how the cover... Because it doesn't follow the sort of, like, rules of, like, Gears of War and things like that, where there's, like, chest-high walls or... Full high walls, there's shit everywhere, you know, little bits of land or little weird bits of cover. It's hard to tell when you're in cover or not, because anyone can shoot you from anywhere. And it's um, it's immensely frustrating a lot of the time. Because yeah, like... you can spend quite a long time just walking about, getting shot from somewhere you don't know. Go again, go a completely different route, get shot by someone else <laughs> from somewhere you can't see. Because something um, like Counter-Strike has a more defined level geometry, so you know when you're in cover more. Uh, yeah, exactly. You can sort of know when you're hidden from things. And as it's beginning to turn out, it's hard to... The game either masks lag incredibly well, or... Because I have serious problems with how the bullet system works. It's like sometimes it works fantastically, and it's like, this fails fine. Um, you know, if I get the drop on someone, I'll pass in bullets and I'll win. The majority of the time, though, and it's got to be lag, I can't really think of any Probably other lag, reason, yeah. is that I'll get the drop on someone, I'll start shooting them, the hits will start registering on my screen and it'll go top, 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 top. And it's like, okay, I've got a support gun. It's a big fuck-off machine gun. I've hit you five times. You've turned around and one-shot at me. Yeah. It's, it's like, you can't... You wouldn't... Yes. Headshots are lethal. Lag, I know, but that, that, means, is the that means everyone is headshotting me every fucking fight. And that's just... And well, the, the, the trouble I have with headshots is like, oh, oh just like walk into, like, an alleyway where our guys are fighting or something, and I'll be right at the back, but my head will just catch a bullet. <laughs> it's like, it's gone past all the rest of my guys. It's just spam. It's a spray. But I just haven't been headshotted. <laughs> yeah, you that know, really I, sucks. I, you know, I don't mind... Actually, in That's a weird way, I don't, yeah. in a weird way, I don't mind that so much if, it, if there is a big old fuck-off firefight going on and I've just poked my head out in that one little tiny instant and got killed by it. That's probably okay. But it does suck but, when you're at the rear. Yeah, 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 I agree. It's like, why didn't the guys in front of me go down there's a number of moments like that where it's like there's, there's several dudes around me and there's been a fight and somehow i'm the only one that's gone down and the other guys are fine and haven't even been no haven't even been involved in the fight and it's like what the fuck just happened and uh my, my biggest problem as i say is like a good example is um 
there's that one level that is a lot like the highway level from Battlefield 2142, but without the bridge. It's just got like a sort of squ- there's a central road, and then there's like peppered outposts either side of it with the big tanks and the pipes that run across the basically the entire level. Oh, right, Firestorm. Firestorm, yeah, that's it. Um, and there's, um, uh, I, I, I'd be sitting on top of one of those buildings, admittedly with just an assault rifle, not a sniper rifle, but I'll be peppering guys on the ground that'll be going for the point. None of them would die, but I'd be registering hits with them. And then at some point, someone would realise where the hell I was shooting from, and look up, and I'm gone. It's like... <laughs> well, you do have to go to stick your head over the edge. <laughs> yeah, but I've been gunning at these guys for quite some time, hitting them repeatedly. It's like, with, with a gun that at that range isn't particularly accurate, and, you know, assault rifles do have drop-off, and they do sort of, their spray gets large at that sort of range. Yeah. And it's like, and this guy just looks up at me and immediately goes, Boop, and it's like, right. Okay. And this happens a lot for me. It's like the, the whole sort of, um, someone immediately turns around and gets me in a single shot happens pretty much every fight where someone has seen me. Um <laughs> You know, if, even if I'm behind them, there's a, there's a rather large chance I'm going to lose. <laughs> it's, it, I don't know. This, it doesn't make sense to me a lot of the time. And the, ha- the, the only explanation is lag. Or some really... Re- in, well, lag and or incredibly terrible client-side or, you know, lag compensation script, which isn't actually taking any compensation on my part at all. <laughs> You need to, put and and it induces as as you got a earful last night. It induces rage like practically no other. Only Call of Duty has induced more rage in me. <laughs> you need to get fall grips on your guns. I want to see if that will help, or whether you'll even notice. Yeah, I've got a couple. Because that only affects left right drift. Yeah, right? Well, I think left right drift is actually quite severe, but it's hard to tell. Because mm. <laughs> it, it is sometimes hard to tell where your bullets are landing at sort of mid range. Yeah. Especially how bad the spray actually and, is. And doubly so if you're not ironsighting it. I mean, obviously, most of the time you are ironsighting But when you're actually just... If you've just happened upon someone and you haven't really got time to ironsight, you just want to spray and hopefully hit, hopefully hit them, then it's really difficult to tell where the fuck your bullets are going. The problem is, iron, on most of the levels, you're at the kind of ranges you're fighting most of the time, ironsight isn't particularly useful because you don't get the zoom effect of a scope. Or you you're, you're almost always, yeah, you almost <laughs> always need a scope. Well, I don't like the ACOGs because that little point is hard to tell where it actually means your shot is. Presumably it's at the top of the point, but yeah. <laughs> it never seems to hit around that area. Get one of the red dots. Yeah, I, I might try, you know, a better assault. You know, presumably they're a better, sort of more accurate. I think I'd be better with a more accurate machine gun than a more powerful one, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Just to see if it is me that's a terrible shot. I haven't really looked at... I, I haven't really looked at... Well, because I haven't barely played Assault. I don't know what uh, what other actual weapon unlocks they get. <laughs> I assume there is some better... You could get... There's co-op-specific weapons as well, so I guess yeah. if we go through co-op... I think the G3 is one of the co-op unlocks. <laughs> but yeah, that's, it's also worth mentioning that we haven't really touched single-player or co-op yet. No. I, I, I used it purely to get the settings right from like how to play it. Basically, I used single player for that. <laughs> and, I didn't uh, even do that. I just went and, and, and there are different. <laughs> got kicked for being AFK while I was <laughs> my options. And it's also worth noting that there appears to be different graphical glitches on my machine in campaign as there does in the multiplayer. Um, shadowing. It's a well known fact that shadowing is messed up on anything that on any Nvidia DX10 only card. If you're running an Nvidia DX11 capable card, then you don't have this issue. But shadowing in the campaign is fucked on my card. 
It goes all kinds of mental. What about those triangles? And is that not shattering the triangles thing in the multiplayer? Uh, it's not. I don't get it really in the multiplayer. Yeah, oh, the triangle. Oh, no, that's different. That's a different thing. I get sort of random positional triangles that seem to spread out from my face. Well, they do look and like they sort shadows. Of move around. Yes. Yeah, they're a bit weird. They're like messed up geometry that seems to be attached to the end of my gun in a sort of in a way. You know, it's a fixed position in front of me that they come from, and then seem to point at things yeah. in the level, and then are affected by lighting and everything, which is kind of odd. Um, there's also full screen flashes, which I think you get as well. Yeah. Although uh, for some reason on my one, they stop being yellow and start being green. <laughs> I just kind of, I don't know what caused that. On my machine, that depends on the level. Oh, right. On certain levels, they're green. On Metro, for instance, it's yellow. On the dam, is it? Or the the tunnel? The one with the tunnel? Oh, the peak, the mine. Oh uh, yeah, that level. They're green on that. <laughs> so yeah, there's still a lot of glitches to iron out. Not, but the thing to remember is, and it's hard, to, and we talked about this earlier. It's hard to give it a review score at this point because the game is such a mess. But I think you can see that there's gold underneath. Whether or not it succeeds or not is how well Dice can pull it out and fix all the fucking issues. Well, I, I still think they need to do something about the maps. Mainly They're because great. It's oh, like okay. there's nine conquest maps. Well, there's nine maps, and they play in each of the different modes. But yeah. out of the nine conquest maps, there's at least two which are not actually really maps it's just like a straight line and everyone just fights in the middle you know what? i don't mind those really <laughs> i hate those it just becomes such a you never move fan. and you just fan. stand there until you die <laughs> i'm not a big fan of the mine but i didn't mind metro and conquest in a way they feel more like tf maps but when you played metro like and conquest you're the teams were actually making pushes which i found surprising because yeah. every time i played it it's just become operation stalemate <laughs> operation grenade chat operation stand on top or stand at each end of an escalator <laughs> yeah yeah and as soon as you look out over the edge of the escalator, you just die. <laughs> yeah. I think it could use more... There's no not enough side routes. That's my problem with those levels. They're so incredibly tightly linear. I think it just needs more levels. Well, yeah, obviously. I'm not a big, fan. I'm not a big fan of many of the levels, in fairness. I like I like Metro. I like Caspian Border. And Karg is pretty cool. Um, but other than that... Fuck Metro. <laughs> I quite like it. It's pretty. I did get 19 kills in one life using only grenades. So. Yeah. I don't like the other purely foot level, the Sen Crossing or something. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't get on with that at all. Don't like that either. Partly because windows are fucking evil. Yeah. The tight street one level I don't let well. Is there more than one of those? No, I think I guess only, not really. I think Sen is the only one. Like well, that. Sen is the only one that's really in the city, but Metro, mm. the, latter, the last bit of Metro, if you're doing it in Rush, where it goes back out onto the streets. That's not really big enough, but you do get those windows are still quite fast on that. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's okay. That's not so bad there, because it's kind of focused. And it's also not very... You're not going down a huge street, you're just crossing over. Yeah, <laughs> I found Sen crossing fucking frustrating. Can you go insane? In the membrane. <laughs> well, seriously, can you... Yeah, yeah, you probably yeah. can. <laughs> awesome. Suppression seems to have less of an effect than it did in the beta as well. It seems know. a bit more random whether it, you get suppressed. Or Sometimes you, I mean, I have had times where it's just gone to like maximum suppression instantly, which I think yeah. is, for, especially for sniper fire, for fire, obviously. Yeah. You get hit with one sniper bullet that goes anywhere near you and it just instantly goes maximum, which is really annoying. There is one thing to be said. Despite the draw, um, despite all the problems that the game has and stuff like that, and how fucking irritated I was. I've got such a draw for it. I couldn't help but think most of, <laughs> most, of today, most of today, it's like, you know what, I just want to play it some more. 
Oh, and aircraft are fucking impossible. <laughs> well, yeah, if you try and play with the keyboard, yeah, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> that's a problem. No, also, well, the mouse was just as hard. Also, it's because well, you have to keep going. <laughs> when you were playing with the keyboard and you were you were you were diving, and I was just looking at you, going, I couldn't. You've pull got up. to pull up. I was pushing it up. <laughs> away. But I was travelling like, too fast, so, yeah. so I couldn't actually lift. I was like, you need to pick, pull up a bit earlier, mate. <laughs> I was trying. I got some shots off, and then by the time yeah. I'm pushing up, I'm travelling too fast yeah. in the descent to actually get. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, there's a knack to it. There I, is. I, I, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I haven't yet seen the point in the jets because we need to get unlocks. Well, that's then, the basic problem. Well, plus I don't really. Yeah. The, okay. Yeah, that's another issue. But we'll get to that next time because we're out of time. Yeah, the, unlo- the, the unlock system is a bit fucked in some ways. But yeah, well, it's because you don't get you don't get the defensive unlock straight away. I mean, unlocks. you do, but <laughs> you oh. do get them first, but it still takes at least one decent attack. And the vehicle unlocks don't make any fucking sense, but. So those are your impressions of Battlefield 3 after, what, one day? 24 hours? Well, you've been playing it fairly solid since it came yeah. out. Yeah, I think um, I've played 24 hours. <laughs> so so in the next telecast, we'll have your impressions after two weeks. So that'll be... Maybe some campaign and co-op will be done. Yeah, we'll have a bit more information Maybe. by then. But uh, yeah, so that's it for this telecast, is it not? <laughs> so... <laughs> There's something else we need to do in 10 seconds. So it's goodbye from me. <laughs> and it's goodbye from them. Yeah. Bye everyone, see you next time. Derp, 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 derp. Why would you do that?